3D6 down the line. Hey everybody, welcome back to 3D6 down the line. We are playing and continuing our Dolmenwood campaign episode 19 of uh, uh, playing Old School Essentials. I am once again your host, John the Referee, and going around the horn, we have Mike. Hey, I'm playing Alfric, the third level wizard. And David. Hey there, I'm playing Brother Gwilym, third level friar. Matt. Hi there, I play Halifax Swinney. I am a third level Dolmenwood Knight. And Almost. lastly, but not least, Ted. Hi, I'm playing Argus Dreger, the third level fighter. With a con five. <laughs> With a con five. Right. <laughs> All right. Let me get one jazz hand for that. One. <laughs> there are a couple of us under the weather. You might be able to hear in my voice uh, a little bit of nasally, but uh, we shall soldier on. Um, so last time we gathered together in order to play this wonderful fantasy game, um, you guys were about to, uh, you had just stepped down into the, um, the grottos next to Fog Lake, um, just south of Prigwart. Um, it is the 14th of Simswald. The weather is windy and cloudy. It's around 8.30 a.m., around 8.30 a.m. Um, and just to give a clear picture of what's going on. Oh, we have a couple of logistical things I want to go over, too, for the campaign. But um, I know that as far as the um, as the retainers go, we have, and these are all Gwillems, Brother Gwillems, Weevil, the fighter, is back on the road, miles away, over a hex away, um, with the... Mastiff that you have, puddles, right? Your wagon and your and your mm -hmm. horses are all up there on the road, and he's basically in charge of all of that. Meanwhile, perfectly safe. Totally, perfectly safe. nothing could possibly happen, as we found out last time. <laughs> just don't step on <laughs> any ferry roads, and you should be just fine. Um, you've also got, um, and then with you, you have Bregan, the huntress, and you have Pim, your torchbearer, um, uh, and Ethel. And Ethel, yeah, that's right, and Ethel the Mule, that's right. And you have set up camp in one of the many uh, caves that are actually lining the basin walls of Fog Lake. Um, so you don't really require a tent uh, necessarily for a good night's rest, which is good. Um, uh, only one new rules change that I think might interest people, and although it doesn't have much to do with what's going to go on probably for tonight's session, unless it goes in a vastly different direction than what I'm expecting. Um, but just so you guys can anticipate it as well, um, I have uh, reworked the carousing rules. Um, I think I told you guys this on the Discord, but I'm not going to go yeah. over it specifically in, in detail until we actually get to the point where you'd like to carouse, but I just want to let uh, viewers know um, that uh, I have added a bit of a Dolmenwood flavor to the carousing rules in general. So that it's more likely that you'll get something that has like a little bit more to do with the campaign setting in general. Um, I've also changed the mishaps table, which is what you happen whenever you overspend or um, or spend beyond your level. Basically, um, that that chart was a one d twenty chart, which means that you had an equal chance, a five percent chance, no matter what, of hitting any given thing. Um, I've changed that to a three d six chart, so it actually is only. Um, uh, it's a, it's lesser amounts of things that can hit, but you're more likely to hit certain things because it's a bell curve. So I put the more common things that would be l more likely to happen from carousing, such as like hangovers or um, trouble with the law 
are more common to get rather than like the really more obscure things that maybe touch on fairy sort of things. Uh, that that would never, never happen. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Does cheese um, constipation make it onto that list? <laughs> it does not. Uh, but there are there are some Dolmawood stuff that you probably will enjoy. The other thing um, is a whole other sub uh, uh, subsystem that I have lifted almost entirely, but with a little bit of my own flavoring from um, a blog called Ten Foot Polemic, which I highly recommend to anyone watching. Um, who's into the OSR scene. It's run by a guy named James Young. Uh, mad props to him for riffing off of the original carousing rules uh, by Jeff Reince, um, where I've added a subsystem for philanthropy. Um, where So if you're not the kind of character who really would carouse, right, um, or uh, or if it's just not what you're feeling that day, you can actually give money to, phil uh, to philanthropic causes. Um, and that means that you have to spend a certain minimum in order for it to be viewed as philanthropy, based upon the the, the uh, settlement size, um, and and in return you have much less of a chance of something bad happen. The trade-off is that um, you only receive eighty percent of the gold spent in XP. All right, so you, you receive a little bit less XP, but you have a lot less chance of, of something bad happening. So um, it's it's sort of just a less less risky uh, venture, basically. Um, and you get really drunk and inadvertently give a bunch of money to philanthropic causes and <laughs> some kind of unholy union yeah exactly yeah uh so uh, that's the deal we'll see that in action next time you guys are in a settlement and would like to do that or have the money to do it so um in the meantime uh let's get back to the action at hand um so yeah. uh we have what I need to know is I and I was watching the episode from last time. I don't believe at any point did Gwillem actually tell me what he had memorized for the day for spells, and that is important. Well, I had uh, expended the uh, temporary uh, hold person. That was that was amazing, by the way. Playing. <laughs> <laughs> so um. Uh, aside from that, a default assumption I have what I always do which is light protection from evil and silence light right. protection from evil and silence okay all right and then elfric who has just shown up um what which spells have you memorized for the day well what's it like to have three spells that's what's it like <laughs> feels good amazing? baby feels good you know many many a uh uh a common you know observer confuses me for a wizard i don't know why but oh hey gotta be your <laughs> Your exchange of utility and awesomeness. Um, John, I have light and sleep memorized. Aren't you? Oh, right. Okay. Got it. Light and sleep. So are we, are we assuming that... I, I still can't fill that second level spell slot with the first level spell, right? Uh, no, that has not changed. Uh, so I'm assuming that we are saying that uh, Gwillem just got up late and he's finally joined us at the cave kind of thing. No, yes. Gwilym, so basically what happened... Sorry, not Gwilym threw himself into the chasm. Yeah, I meant Elfric. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I we are... that was a, a joke. Gotcha. So we're picking up right from where we left off from the last time. So um, it literally was um, Argus and Halifax and Pym were making their way down the steps when Gwilym's right. form basically whipped past them um, uh, and uh, splashed uh, back first, basically, um, into the water. Um, as you were accosted, not accosted, but approached by a number of what you th first were thought were large insects, but actually you find out that they are actually multicolored um, sprites, which are buzzing around. Um, Gwillem, at the same time, while underwater, had discovered that there is actually a passageway underwater that led to the northeast 
um, out of this cavern, um, but saw that uh, sitting underwater, chewing some sort of, uh, 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 what is it here, a weed, I believe. Let me double check so I don't falsely say it. Um, uh, some sort of moss, some sort of like lime green moss um, that's sort of in their mouth, um, and they are actually able to breathe underwater, um, and they're just sort of smiling gleefully at you. At the same time that the ones that are actually buzzing in the air are smiling gleefully at Argus and Halifax and Pym. Um, when... Not working at all. When you hear uh, up above, Bregan, who was actually, you had posted up at the lip of the cavern here, um, calls down and she says, uh, boss, we've got, uh, it looks like Alfred's actually shown up. Looks like he traveled all night. And you see, like, Alfred's form, like... <laughs> <laughs> tired and bedraggled. Oh, man. All right. Uh, John, so I didn't map this cave entrance uh, last time. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking that you said it was about 20 by 25, roughly. Uh, the cave entrance. Uh, let me check here. Isn't it, uh, I had this image of like a, a big uh, hole, like a big sinkhole. Yep. Yeah, it is. It is. Like okay. stairs going around. Right. Yep. Yeah. So the, yeah. Roughly, anyway. So what? And, what dimensions are you asking about the the pool itself? Well, okay. Let me let me back up and say I'm I want to start mapping. I got to start with this space, the the opening, which I see. I don't know if it comes straight down or if it kind of expands as it comes down. Yeah. So uh, so basically, the um the the width of the fall itself is about fifteen feet wide. Okay. And it, yeah, so the oh. channel of water actually comes from the western part of the basin of Fog Lake and it kind of runs in and then it falls off. Um, but that, that fall is about 15 feet wide. So that falls into basically this open, this open, airy chamber along right, the, west, which the, is... west, the western side of this chamber. That um, is approximately, uh, 15, 20, approximately 25 feet from west to east. Um, and approximately 5, 15, 20, 25, 30. About 35 feet north to south, roughly. Once again, this is a natural cavern. Okay. So the opening to the sky is larger than the floor footprint of the grotto? Uh, no, it's actually smaller. Other way around. Right? Yeah. But the hole at the top is 15 foot. So it's like this. It, no, it's like a it's like a smaller opening. Right. So the opening is smaller than the footprint of the grotto. That's correct, yeah. Okay. And so the dimensions you just gave me were the footprint of the grotto? That's correct, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and come on, guys. Where else can you hear phrases like footprint of the grotto? <laughs> that's, that's entertainment right there. <laughs> uh, right. So there's this uh, tranquil pool, and then there's this... Um, there's this uh, stairway that basically uh, goes around the southern. The, uh, um, what am I trying to say? Sorry. Uh, south side, right? Yeah, on the south side, that basically uh, 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 descends, right? Down from, this from the, the west, right? From west to east. Descends from west to east. Okay. Yeah. So you're basically you're basically going down right where the water sort of falls over, and it sort of okay. slowly descends down. Um, and it goes down for about uh, about 15 to 20 feet before it hits the southern end of uh, the uh, chamber, which is a sandy okay. beach, right? Okay, so the pool is like the 
northwestern half of the of the grotto? Uh, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yep. Okay. And then I think you said that there was a... We saw a, a, a passageway on the north side of the pool. Yes, on the northwestern side of the pool, there is a small five-foot-wide passageway where the water runs right up to it, and Gwillem, as he dove in there, actually heard footsteps retreating from that area. Right. And then... And that... There... Is that going north, or can we tell? It's, it's in the northwestern side, so it's... Okay. We, we can't tell what direction it's going. Well, it's generally going northwest, but you can't see what if it makes turns or anything like that. Okay, okay. And then the underground passage was going northeast? Northeast, that's correct, yeah. And then there was something also on the south side? Yes, so uh, on the sandy beach, which is on the south southeastern side of the entire chamber, direct, directly heading east, there is a uh, natural uh, cavern, a natural passageway that's about five feet wide that leads off to the east, and in that passageway, um, uh, Gwillem noticed that there is a pulsating purple and orange glow. That's okay, right? So, is that sort of reasonable? Yeah, that's reasonable. Yep. Okay. All right, that's a good place to start. Thank you, John. Yep. Okay. So, you, um, uh, so Alfred is at the top with Bregan. Pim has the torch right now, uh, which has just been lit as you were heading down. So yep. no time has actually elapsed turn-wise yet. Um, and then these these sprites basically um, whip up around you, just sort of laughing at you. Okay. So I think I was the first one going down the stairs. Um, so I will go up to the, uh, the passage that's on the eastern side there on the sandy beach. And uh, as the light from Pim and the sunlight's coming down, I'll try and take a look down that that passageway. Okay, so are you just basically brushing by the, the sprites as they're laughing at you? I don't yeah, want they... to slap them, but I will try and get past them and just not interact with them. Yeah, do possible. they seem to be trying to obstruct us or just laughing? No, at us? but they're coming like coming like right in your face. They're like, and they're like, ha, like that. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll just nod politely and uh, <laughs> go about my business. Okay, John. What kind of sprites are they? Can we tell? Uh, they're multicolored. Uh, they're, they're they themselves each individually are one color, but there's many different colors of sprites sort of all floating around. Is it, is my knowledge of the Fey enough, wizard, that I can kind of tell like what kind of sprites they might be and what kind of stuff they like like like. Are they into silver? Are they into gold? Are they into buttercups? Like, you know, anything like that where I can kind of give them like some sort of gift to kind of get on their good side. Uh, I don't think you have any particular knowledge of fairy things, do you? I mean, I'm a wizard. I've trained my entire life. <laughs> on that yeah. And I'm steeped so. in the mysteries of the Dolman Witch, John. <laughs> I mean, come on. Steeped. Steeped, he says. Not so much. Like tea. Uh, All right. Okay, so you see, like, there's a couple of um, uh, uh, yellow ones actually that are floating around. They seem to actually blink in and out of existence, like that's not um, and sort of appearing and buzzing around, sort of like they're just sort of like teleporting from one place to another. Um, this is this is fine. <laughs> it's not a problem. <laughs> um, and uh, let's see. Sorry, there's a whole bunch of them here, so I'm just trying to get a good idea here. Uh, 
you see that there are a number of ones that are pink, and they are actually, as you're sort of um, talking to each other, um, that uh, the pink ones actually seem to mimic your voice in like a very sing-song, like derisive way. You know, like oh, nah, 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 nah. you know, they sort of <laughs> do that sort of thing as they as they're mimicking your voice, um, uh, like predators. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah okay. So, anyways, uh, you make you you make your way down, and you're at the base, and you and you're ascending on that um, the uh, sandy beach. Yes. Okay, so I don't, I, I don't want to I give up on my idea. Just, <laughs> I don't want to give up on my idea just yet. Is there just some general things that Faye like that uh, someone from Dolman would might know? Making our lives difficult. Well, the tales are always that you know fairies like gifts and stuff like that. You know, in general, Just offer them something, baby. All right, hold on a second. Engaged. They're like trolls, dude. Um. While he's doing okay. that, I just want to point John, out that I'm no longer in the water drowning. I, I can wave at the tobacco chewing pixies and come up here. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're what I'm now? I'm sorry? He wants to get out of the water. I'm just, I want to point out that I'm not just sitting underwater for 10 minutes at a time. So I was just saying I, I saw a bunch of, you know, like reed smoking, you know, fake. Down so they're the water, correct? yeah, they're not smoking. They're like chewing it. They're right? not chewing, rather. Um, yeah, under, I'll wave, acknowledge them, and I'm gonna come for air. I'm just coming to the surface of water. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, John. I, I bow to the cloud of of sprites. Um, I say greetings, tricksters of the Dolman Wood, uh, Fey spirits of the wild. I bring you sticks that will help you draw art on the walls, and I pull out three pieces of chalk from my pack of ten. That I have, mm -hmm. and I demonstrate on the rock walls, and I draw like a really rude sketch of like one of the fae, like one of the sprites, and I, and I hand it to them, if they take it, and they say, a simple a simple human gift for the immortals of the of the dolmen wood. Uh, okay. They what? What are you drawing it on? The rock wall. So how are and you? And I make it like a really goofy drawing. Like oh, I'm like you're handing them the chalk. Yeah, I hand them three pieces of my pack of ten chalk. Okay. Um. Hold on, sorry. I'm looking at eight different versions of sprites, so it's like a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, are there any chalk? Chalk. Sprites is what we're. I think what we're. It's gotta be for. It's gotta be chalk sprites. It's gotta be chalk sprite. Everybody knows the story of the chalk sprites. Uh. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they they take they you know they they take the chalk and sort of laugh a little bit. Um, one of them actually takes like a piece of your chalk and like tosses it over their shoulder like Luke Skywalker uh, style and like tosses it back <laughs> into the water. Um. But a couple of and them they actually... toss it in the water, and then it dissipates into a cloud, right? Like because chalk doesn't last in water. Uh, right? sure. And I say, look, the magic is destroyed by water. Keep them dry. Keep them safe. Keep them dry. Keep them safe. It's like come on, say. And then there's there's one that kind of comes over, and he kind of looks at you. It was right in your face, and he has like big uh, fly compound eyes, and he says, "You know, we're not idiots." We know. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not idiots. I have nothing but respect for the for for the Fey. 
He got he kind of goes any. This one is um. Uh, what is he? <sighs> Sigh. Uh, he's blue, um, and he uh, he goes and he kind of touches your nose. And he goes boop like that. He boops me. He, he boops you on the nose. Yeah, and your nose um actually like <laughs> droops down. He goes like that, like down, down across I your mouth. I boop him back. <laughs> he uh, he laughs um, and he uh, flitters away. And as he flitters away, your nose like springs back. Like you can actually feel it, like 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 uh, Daffy Duck style. So I bow to them again and I ask. Have you seen any other humans come this way in the oh. last few weeks? Yes, we have. Goes many, many times. Many busy, times. busy. The grottos have been recently. Busy. The grottos have been. Have so they been polite? Many. Have they been? Have they been polite mm. and respectful? They tend to ignore us. Were They're any the of them armored? Were any of them armored like my friend here? And I point to Halifax. Mm, some were. Mm. Were any of them robed as I am? Maybe a woman. Some were. What was the description? What was the description of that um, rogue wizard? Uh, she was supposed to be like a short, rather stout, uh, middle-aged woman with sort of gray, gray hair. Mm. Maybe a gray-haired woman, short, stout, wearing robes, carrying a staff. Mm. And he they he buzzes over to like one of his pals and they sort of whisper. They kind of come they kind of come back in mass and as in unison like a bunch of them talk all at once. And they say yes we have. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Haven't seen her come back cool. up. Ah, huh. do you guys know of any of the dangers that might lurk in the grottos below? Mm. Don't know if it's too dangerous. Seems pretty quiet here. We. Don't quite, we don't move beyond here. It's fun here in the sunlight. Hmm. Okay. Well, thank you kindly for your, uh, for your information. We appreciate it. Mm, thanks for talking. Okay. Let's go, boys. All right, so I'm trying to look down the eastern passage. I also point out to everyone that I, there's an underwater passage that may have been a discreet. Oh, far out, man. Uh -huh. yeah. so. Okay, uh, turn goes by. Pim doesn't. Go Pim, Pim's just sort of like randomly swatting at the at the sprites who are kind of laughing at him. Uh, uh, I don't think it would be a terrible idea for those of us who aren't in plate mail to like take a look see down there at some point. Okay. No yeah, I, I, I'm not overly excited about the the uh, okay. idea of diving to the bottom of a of a pond. That's a terrible idea. That's that's probably where the staff of the. I'm saying those of us is. who are not in play mail. Yes, it's very important. Uh, that's probably where the staff of the Arc Magi is, and I'm still okay. Right, let's talk. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, Gwilym, are you are you coming out of the water? Sounds like I am. Yeah. Okay, so you come out and you are you are absolutely sodden. Sure. Like dripping um, with with cold water, so um, anything that you had on you that would be ruined by water is ruined, right? Mm, let me check. He specified that he stripped down. I thought before he jumped, didn't he? No, I did not. He no. said he. A la, a la like uh, Liam Neeson in the mission. He just went over backwards. Like, oh. yeah, I did. Um, also, fortunately, I carry a staff. I wear a robe, and I have several herbs, and that's about it. So. 
<laughs> Nothing I don't think is uh, particularly oh, your, your stash got my, wet. My, my, my tinderbox is wet now. That's the most important part, probably, and, and the torches. So yeah, You have torches? Yeah, I have, two tor I have two torches. Yeah, I believe those might be... Um... No, those would be token pitch. They should be totally waterproof just by virtue of that's what the fuel source is, is the pitch. It's not like you're just lighting a stick. That makes sense. Uh, tinder sure. boxes, though, can, how, how do they do if you soak them? Depends on if they're wrapped in, like, wax cloth kind of thing, you know? Like, I don't know. It's not a big deal. Anyways. Yeah, I, can, um, I can ditch them here at the entrance of the cave and get them later. It's not really a big deal. Okay. So, uh... Uh, yeah, so basically, um, you see that there, um, that there are little little tussocks here on the sandy beach, um, especially close to the walls themselves, <coughs> of um, of this uh, little lime green moss. Okay, and when you get a little bit closer to it, you can see that there actually the moss itself is actually tiny little spheres on top of stalks, and those stalks actually seem to float. Uh, the spheres themselves actually seem to float on top of the um, of the stock. So, but there's a bunch of them clustered together. So from a distance, it looks just like moss, right? But when you get close, you actually see them. They're sort of floating, and they're sort of all sort of like moving, like you know what I mean. But they're super little. There's tiny, tiny little. And things. where did you say those, those little patches of moss? They're they just like little or? tussocks of it, like on the stone and stuff like that, and on the beach itself. Is it? Um, is it easy to avoid them, or do you have to step on them just when you're moving around? No, you can avoid them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely avoid them. Um, it might be interesting to see what one does from a distance. It, can you? It's, it's, no, it wouldn't. It, it <laughs> seems similar in color to what Gwillem saw um, on the mouths of the underwater uh, uh, breathing sprites. Best case scenario, it does nothing, and then they get mad at us for stepping on their tobacco supply. Oh. They Not, eat our head. Guys aren't putting two and two together there. <laughs> I have an idea. I okay. have an idea. First, I want to I want to see if this stuff explodes. I'm, I'm a little curious about it. So he takes a rock, one of the patches of moss, and he like tosses it into it. He wants to see if there's like a poisonous like uh, cloud or anything that pops up. So it it they it's a whole bunch of them, right? Because they're so tiny, they're almost microscopic, right? So yeah, when you when the rock hits it, they sort of they burst, and there's like a little a little like yeasty puff, just like a little. As as like the little spheres, the tiny little spheres burst. Make a save versus poison, bro. <laughs> uh, I was plenty far away. Uh, I mean, but, uh, uh, it could be underwater uh, breathing moss of some kind. But yeah, that's what I suspect. Really Willem, Willem, you're you're a man of, uh, of of nature. Do you know what? Uh, have you ever seen this stuff before? John, have I ever seen some stuff before? You, you, you have not. You have not. You don't talk with fairies. I mean, I'll go over and sort of peer close, take a look at them, make the connection that uh, it is or it appears to be similar to what they were chewing on in the water. Yeah. Yep. And I'll pluck one. Okay. So, yeah. Is you, it water? You have to like pluck a bunch. You kind of have to. Uh, you kind of have to like grab a bunch. They're like super tiny, right? Like you have to take like a, a patch, like a two-inch patch, basically. Like a I'm gonna take a patch. I'm gonna mm -hmm. throw it in my mouth. Okay, cool. I'm gonna chew on it. <laughs> okay, so you do it, and um, it has like a real like it has like a syrupy flavor actually. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, you can 
you can feel the moss sort of like burst in your mouth, right? Like you can feel like this, like spores sort of enter your mouth. Um, uh, do you swallow the, the moss? Bitter swallow, David. David, don't be a quitter, man. Okay, yeah, I'll swallow it. Sure. Okay, so yeah, you, you swallow it down um, and it tastes fine. Like once again, it sort of has like this syrupy aftertaste and um, you can kind of feel that you're, um, your mouth is sort of coated with like this uh, this sort of spore basically on on the top of your mouth, but nothing ill seems to happen. You don't feel un, untoward. You just can you, you just can't help but sort of like run your tongue around the roof of your mouth, sort of thing. Can I go over to the edge of the water and sort of get a cup of water and throw it in my mouth and see how I feel about it. Uh, it 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 tastes good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, right. you know. I don't know how to test the uh, water breathing moss without just in for a pound and for a pound. Stick your head under water and inhale, right, baby. Gonna... Oh my god! All right, I'll pull uh... you back out. I got you. All right. Uh... Tim's sure. looking at you real weird. He's like, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be weird too, man. <laughs> I'm gonna say, guys, I have a hunch. I'm gonna have a hunch. Our friends here were chewing this and quite content at the bottom of the pool. Uh, if it looks like I'm in trouble, grab me. <laughs> Okay. You see, like, a bunch of the sprites are actually sort of, they all, like, uh, flutter around right, right towards yeah. you and are sort of hanging around. And yeah. a couple of them are actually, like, sort of, like, wringing their hands. And they're, like, smiling at yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna jump in. Them. I'm going to jump in and, and, and see how I feel underwater. They all cheer. They're like, yeah! And, uh, and you suck in a big breath underwater despite your entire body saying, don't do yes. it. And uh, yeah. you breathe uh, clean, cold air. Well, if that's the case, I'm going to take a few more treads down. I'm going to take a peek in that little gap in the rock below. I'm getting there. Uh, okay. You go get my staff the Magi. <laughs> <laughs> what do I see? Uh, sorry, give me one sec. got to check. All I'm saying is a wizard might have this sort of know-how. Apparently, I've never even heard of the Fae before. <laughs> well, would you really consider yourself a wizard? Student at best. <laughs> I don't even have a second level spell yet. I gotta study harder, man. I know. Get good. Get good. Get good. All right. So, yeah, it seems that um, uh, you kind of peek down in there and it's just complete and utter darkness, right? Sure. Um, but it appears to be like a, a round sort of 10 foot wide rough channel um, for wa water to flow quickly through um, that direction. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to double check and see if the OC light spell can be cast on an object. It but in the, meantime, in the meantime, I'm going to come up and say, uh, what wonders, what fey uh, uh, blessings. Uh, can breathe underwater, and I'm gonna cheer. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the fae and sort of do a. Eh, 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 eh. <laughs> They're like, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> All right, All right. Uh, and and you feel and you feel okay out of the water. You feel, feel okay. great. Yep. And it is true that I can cast light on an object, so I would not think it a bad idea to cast light on a rock and use no, it as man. a source. Of you have three spells. You should do it. I'll use some of that weed, but, and I'll go with you. But yeah, if, if you guys want to go right now, if you don't want to go right now, we can do something else. But it seems yeah. like a fun call to adventure to me. How yeah. how long does that last? We don't know. 
Let's take up. Actually, speaking of, let's take a couple handfuls. They were oh, chewing I, it underwater. No, I, I meant the light spell. Oh, the light spell. Oh, the last hours. Uh, well, it's just it's like turns. Turns, turns, turns. <clears throat> oh, about two hours then. Right? Turn is ten minutes. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's a nice long time. Meanwhile, Argus, as Gwillem is doing this, um, you were looking down the eastern corridor. Yep. Um, you can see that uh, uh, it appears to go, uh, go appears to go directly eastward for about fifteen, r- roughly about fifteen feet before it sort of jogs to the north a little bit. Um, which you can't really quite see it around. You're, once again, right. you're, you're using Pim to sort of like shine his light down there. However, yeah, it does yeah. it does actually appear to be lit itself by these um, pulsating crystals, which are covering the walls and the ceiling itself. Um, so similar be, to the ones we've seen in other caves. No, new no. crystals. Okay, so the crystals that you saw in the caves that were above ground were these russet sort of dull crystals, right? That you know that d- dissolve after some being exposed to sunlight for a while and can be turned into Azoth. Right. Uh, right. These, However, these, these are be, these are actual crystals. Yeah, these seem to be emitting light as well. Maybe we can save a spell. Yeah. So, are they emitting light, or is the light coming uh, from further down I'll, the tunnel? I'll, I'll give you the description here. Just give me one sec. Yeah. So okay. the 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 corridor itself is about six feet high. Um, the floor itself is sandy with white sand, basically, obviously from the um, where you're standing right now. And uh, the crystals themselves cover the walls and the ceiling. They are about six inches long each, roughly, and they phase between purple and orange. So it's not like there's different crystals of different colors. They're the same thing, but they they, they phase in unison between purple and orange. Um, and um, your eyes, as you're sort of watching this, this you're, you're not in the corridor, but you're sort of looking at it from a distance, are... Um, you feel like you're you're getting distracted. Like, you have to shake your head as you're sort of, like, drawn in by, like, the, the, the pulsing. Oh. Um um, and you, yeah, and you're like, oh, whoa, okay, where was I? And you're like, oh, yeah, Gwilym's being an idiot. Okay, all right. Um, so these uh, are Evoy crystals. And um, <laughs> no, no one... you do so... see. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it jogs around to the north. Um, and uh, you do see that at, at that juncture point where it sort of starts to bend around in the southeastern corner there, um, you do notice that there is something man-made like not natural um and it appears to be a um uh basically a nine inch square metal grill that has like one inch gaps in between it so there's some sort of opening there like a metal grill away from me right at that where it starts to where it's where it jogs to the north yeah so you're 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 just seeing it you know with with the torchlight and the and the and the crystal light itself is but, it in the floor like a drain? No, it's or it's in, the, in wall? the wall. Yeah, basically, um, basically right, right at like eye right at like eye level, but it, it stands out like a lot because um, otherwise the entire wall and ceiling is covered with these six inch long crystals. Like, doo, 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 right? This, this um, let's call it this hypnotic color change mm-hmm. that makes you feel kind of weird, right? If I close the visor on my helmet, does that help at all? Uh, like no. reducing light. What no. if I, uh, you know, sort of shade my eyes? It, it, Does that it, help? if you're not looking directly at the crystals, like if the crystals aren't in your view, then then it's fine. So if like you keep your eyes down or whatever, it's fine. But it's just um, they're they just you know like the constant strobing effect is just sort of hypnotizing a little bit uh, right. from from this distance. So um, if I were to um, 
like wanted to go into the tunnel, you know, and I had my shield and I was looking down and kind of trying to cover my eyes. I could, I think I could get to that uh, without losing my mind is what I'm suggesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's only, it's, only like, it. it's only like 15 feet away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go that far. I'll look down the hallway and see what's off to my left. And then I want to investigate the grill. Okay. Give me one sec. Uh, okay. Yeah, so you, you move carefully down. Once again, you don't think that you need a torch uh, in here because of the, the pulsating crystals, so it's not a big deal. So you leave Pim behind. And you see that the um, corridor basically jogs around to the north for about another 10 feet before it opens up into, obviously, a much larger chamber. Um, I'll just tell you generally like what you're seeing as he sort of opens up. It's, a, uh, uh, it's obvious that you would be walking into a... Um, uh, in from the southwestern end of a larger, of a much larger chamber, that itself is about has like a twelve foot high ceiling, and there are there are milky glowing crystals that are actually hanging from the ceiling. They're about two feet long, right? And there are there uh, something is actually dripping. Once again, you're seeing this from a distance, so you can't quite make it out, but they're sort of dripping slowly onto uh, a floor of of white sand. But that sand appears to be like wet. Right, so it has like a slightly darker shade to it than what you're standing on right now, which is dry sand. However, what really draws your eye up that corridor into that into that larger chamber is is the brilliant red, like like blood red um, uh, uh, color of the walls, and they're covered with like this sort of um, what am I trying to say? Like there's some sort of texture to it, right? It's like, it's not like it's painted red. It's like, there's some sort of texture, but you can't quite make it out because you're right in the middle of like this purple orange stuff going on. So that's up to the it's North. Okay. Crystal. Hmm? It doesn't, it, crystal. It, it does not appear to be crystals, but you can't quite make out what is causing it. But it's like this okay. deep carnelian red. However, okay. you are right here at this grill. So, um, grill. yes. So you see that once again, it's about eye level. It's nine inches square. Right, clearly has been made by somebody, and there are there are um, rusted metal bars that are about uh, at one inch gaps. Right. Yep. Um. And you look in, and you see that there is a like a nine inch wide carved thing that goes um, three feet deep into the wall. Now it is riddled, covered with hideous spiders and centipedes and other awful looking bugs that are just sort of crawling all around it they don't appear to exit um the grill itself but they do tend to like crawl around the grill but they don't really want to like leave like they're just sort of in there so uh for those of you who have seen temple of doom um it's like that right you know the scene i'm talking about yep um so right. yeah uh but you can see that when you're looking through there and you're like, that's sort of nasty. Um, and as you're, you have to make your you kind of look through all this squirming flesh um, and carapaces and stuff like that as you, as you look through, but you see that three feet down it, um, uh, there is, it, it, it opens up into some other chamber, right? Um, and you can't quite tell what's in there. You get the general feeling that there's like a, um, a soft purple glow coming from there uh actually you know what if um i don't know if you guys can see this with my camera but uh hold on one second 
Yeah, uh, sort of. Like if you if you look at my background lights here, okay. um, yep. that uh, that sort of soft ambient glow is sort of like what you're seeing from from in there. Right. Okay. Um, you can also hear coming from from wherever that is. Um, uh, soft voices talking in like uh, voices talking in like low tones. Press your ear up to the grill, Ted. <laughs> uh, oh, I can lean a little closer. <laughs> Argus doesn't like bugs. It's a little but... bit too far away. It's like, yeah, so it's it, you can't quite yeah. make it out. It's just you can hear voices, right? But they don't seem to be raising alarm. Um, no right. arguing going on. Just uh, uh, multiple people, multiple things talk, uh, discussing something. All right. So I want to just back out. 15 feet mm -hmm. and avoid again, avoiding looking at the crystals, tell everybody uh, that there's voices and that maybe we should keep our voices down. And I want to ask Willem if that um, pond has any mud or like cl wet clay silt, or if it's all Sandy, because maybe we could just stop up the grill and make sure the bugs don't come out. So the sand here at the, at the lip of the thing is actually all pretty much dry. All right, um, what about in the pond? But yeah, you could probably collect some from the pond. Yeah, I'm happy to do that if you'd like. So it was, it's not very big, and I'm thinking mm -hmm. if we feel worried about it, we could just pack a bunch of mud and clay in there. Plug it up. Plug it up. Use a torch. Squirt what? some oil in there, man. Light them bug. Light them bugs up. Well, that would definitely catch the attention of the people on the other side of that. Exactly. I'm thinking just stop it up, and then uh, it'll stop sound, keep bugs from coming out. Just an idea I had. Um, so I'm yeah, that. you want me to grab some? Well, let's talk about what we want to actually do. Whether we want to try and traverse these crystals and into the big grotto, or try and there's still a the the northwestern passage that's yeah we have above a... water level. Yeah, I'll go I'll go peek down that. Uh... Well, you have to get in the water to see it. Oh no, not the one underwater. The one like uh, it's, in the... also, it's on the other side of the pond. There's no way to get to it. Oh, I thought it was on the beach. No, no, it's on the northwest side. And okay, so the pond yeah, is between cool. it and you. Um, to help your decision, um, I also want to put out there that, um, especially when Argus actually uh, uh, take, took a look at those crystals, um, they appear to be quite valuable, right? Ooh. Uh, so you like that things. Yeah, so you can actually take the time, if you want, to actually harvest crystals, but you have to have the right equipment and you have to have the time uh, to do it. Right. So, uh, so crystals themselves are, you know, very delicate. So to harvest them, it, um, you need, you re you're required to have like proper mining equipment. Right. So I believe that is actually a thing in the expanded equipment list is like mining tools. I don't know if anyone actually bought those. Well, I have a shovel and a saw on Ethel, but that's as far as we've got for mining tool. Okay. Yeah, so you do need to, you do need to have mining tools. So just be aware that should you come back. Um, that, that might be a thing, but should you have them, um, you can, uh, you can get a yield of where of a, a yield that's worth something basically of crystals, um, for every hour that you spend mining. Um, I would not be surprised if we're the first to discover this and that might, uh, relate to some of the voices we're hearing. Yeah. Right. 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 And, uh, guys, <laughs> fucking kids, I will be right back. No problem. Okay. 
and just don't don't forget too that obviously mining um, is noisy um, and it oh, takes yeah, a lot of time. Yeah. Like an hour is a lot of time in the dungeon. But it wouldn't, um, it wouldn't be the time to do it anyway. I actually worth noting. Can I take a quick break as well? Do we want to do an official or want to do a quick break? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah well, we can take so a quick good. break. We will be back in one moment. Okay, and we are back. So, uh, right, so harvesting crystals is basically what I was saying. Take some time, take some right kind of equipment, but be aware that there is basically literally treasure all around you. <laughs> so, right. the best okay. and the worst kind of treasure. Right. Friendship is the so, greatest treasure. So, oh. Is that right? <laughs> How much XP do we get for friendship? <laughs> I don't, yeah. None, apparently. I can see where this that game is. will get you a cup of space dust. <laughs> um, Gwilin, if you're still in the pond farting around, can you look down that other uh, passageway, the the northwestern one? You did. It, was, grab? It, was, it was dark, right? It was. It was very dark. No, that was the underwater northeastern one. Oh, oh, the one up high. Okay. Up I, higher can one. I can go to that one as well. Do you want me to grab some mud for you in the meantime? Just no, no. Uh, the mud is just a an option. I'm not... Okay. Wedded to it. If we're going to go one of the other ways, there's no point in filling a sack full of mud. Yeah, because sure. we, we should definitely look down that hallway because yeah. you, I mean, I don't know if you told us or not, but you heard footsteps go down that hallway. I, did. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I meant to tell you if I didn't explicitly say it. Um, all right. Well, uh, I'll, you'll say that. I'll uh, tread water over, do a backstroke. I'm kind of showing off for the Fae. I would say. Okay. Of course. Yeah. Like the, the whimsy that they exhibit and they're amused by is something that I think Willem is going to yeah. almost perpetually play into because so, not just because he's trying to be fun, but because he views it as like a language that they communicate through. And so like leaning into it much like uh they're they're our, definitely our dear wizard did uh makes sense to him. So I'm gonna backstroke, spit some water in my mouth, and then go to the other side. Okay, cool. They definitely respond to it. A couple of them actually yeah. branch off and they're sort of um they're like water skimming, like those kind of bugs that sort of like, you know, like make those little tracks sure. in the water. So there's like a few of those that are just sort of like all around you, sort of dancing around. Sure. I um, love it. I love it. Uh, but they're actually, they're actually like water skimming. So like they have their hands behind their backs, like they're like <laughs> yeah, yeah. skating on the water, right? And just... <laughs> um, uh, anyways, and you make your way over to this, um, to this passageway to the north, uh, to the northwest. And you see that it's very narrow and it's five feet wide, but this one, um, uh, has no crystals at all. Yeah. Right. Dark, rough stone walls. Um, the floor itself is soft white sand, similar to the beach across the pool from you. Um, and it, um, uh, it appears to go off to the, in a northwestward direction for, well, uh, you can't really see because it is completely dark, like absolutely yeah. pitch black, right? The sun, Can the I sun just... from up above does not reach this area. I'm going to just get on sort of my hands and knees and as best as I can quietly sort of stick my ear to the opening here. See if I hear any footsteps or breathing or echoes. Do I have a, if I can get a sense of depth because of like the, you know, I mean, like long tunnels sort of have a howl that sort of comes through them with the wind. I don't know. Just I'm going to, I'm going to listen yeah. is the bottom line. So you're, you're right yeah. at the edge of the water, basically just kind of. St no, no, no. I'm going to do, sorry. I'm going to get out of the water. To the opening, this five foot opening. Yeah, which is upon a shore, correct? Or did I misunderstand? Yeah, yeah, it's in, the, but it's in the wall of the cavern itself, right? But is is there anything that I can get out of the water to enter into this hole, or is it right upon the water line? It's ba sense? basically right on the water line. So you just basically crawl okay. out, and then you're in the you're in the corridor. Gotcha. So I'm not going to get out of the water. I'm just. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ted. 
Did you not cast the light spell, David? Underwater? I've not, not yet. No. Did not do it. Okay. I okay. can do. I can do it. But we were waiting on yeah, counter right. I just wanted to clarify. I thought you had actually cast it, and right. so I was okay. No, okay, so you step yet. you step um, out of the water, and you're. And there's no point if it's if it's flush with the waterline, John. There's mm -hmm. no point in me getting out into the to the hole. What I'm just trying to do is listen at the sort of mouth of this. Yeah, so that's like fine. Peek up okay. like this. Yeah, so, so like I could sort of like on the edge of a pool, I can sort of grab it and kind of put my ear in. I'm just trying yeah, to yeah, yeah. anything that is human or spatial. Like I said, deep deep wind, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Right. Okay. So, you. Um, give me a second. So first, you notice that to the north, I mean, you can't quite tell where, but uh, I was wrong about saying it was pitch black. There is a very like far off in the distance. There's a soft pink glow coming from the north. How far is that? Is that hundred yards? Is that twenty feet? No, no. It's like um, you probably say about twenty twenty-five feet away. There's like a soft pink glow coming. Right. Um. You do see static. that on the on the in the sand itself, there is a number of of footprints that are going back and forth. Okay, and what appear do those to be footprints look like? They know? appear to be like small booted feet okay. of different sizes and of um, uh, boot variety. Right, like some of them are pointed, some of them are rounded, that sort of thing. Um, and uh, you hear off in the distance. Uh, let's see here. Hold on. Oh, I actually have to roll. Hold on a second. Yeah, you do hear, um, some, some rasping voices, a couple of rasping voices in a language that you don't know. Kind of high, high pitched, excitable. I have kind of a, a crude language a mapping question. Does this hallway tend to go like straight up and down north or kind of at an angle out? It, it generally he, uh, heads in a northwesterly direction. Okay, so kind of that ish. Okay, cool. All right, I'm going to try it back to the party. I'm going to say uh, it looks like there's another group of uh, humanoids, different sizes, you know, with several footprints. I'm basically, describe what I just saw. I do not recognize the language they're speaking. So it sounds like in both directions, there are parties of some sort. I don't know how popular this cave is, but we should bear that in mind. Uh, I don't think we are alone by any means mm. in this place. Yeah. Um, um, it, or, and, and like, in it, as an addendum to that, like our rogue wizard may or may not be affiliated with either, right? Like clearly this right. is a haven for many people, you know? Right, right. And they, uh, if, they, if they were hiding, they'd probably avoid other parties. I don't know. Anyway, that's it. Sorry, go ahead, Alex. So, yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, he could just visually see this, but how far from the edge of the water to, you know, across the water to that doorway that's in the wall? Is it is that 10 feet that you'd have to swim? Is it 15 feet? Is it 20 feet? So basically the width of the pool, what you're, you're asking? Yeah. 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 If the pool goes all the way across, how, how wide is it? Uh, it's The pool is... It's roughly 25 by 25, but very rough. Right. So you'd have to swim about 25 feet from the shoreline to that opening. Pretty much, okay. depending on where you entered from the shoreline. But yeah, about, yeah, rough, considered rough, about 25 okay, yeah. feet. Mm -hmm. 
I wanted to make sure it wasn't something that you know you could jump or something, but no. it doesn't sound like it. Have, you have to swim over there. No. Right. There's no ledge. There's no ledge or anything like that that you could traverse right. to the northern passage. No, no, it's basically solid rock wall except for the southeastern corner where it is at Sandy Beach. Gwillem, uh, also you you can confirm also that you know there is plenty of um uh silt or, or wet sand that you can pull along along the um the beach and basically to to uh for Argus's plan, should you should you wish to do that? And then, so guys, just can we just sum up real quick? So we've got underground passage unexplained, other passage with the bug with the bug port and voices, right? So we know there's people down that way, and then the passage to the north, which we'd have to traverse the pond to get to, voices and a purple glow down there. So we basically have discovered three exits from this area. Mm-hmm. Let's pick right. one. Yeah, let's pick one. I mean, you know, a, t- a turn of, went. A turn went by. Two turns. Yeah, out of those three, I, I like that uh, that place with the red walls because it, I, it seems like once we go through the once we go through the pond, that's kind of like well, I don't know, like a one way gate. The, the dripping things worry me. Fill me with great fear. I would like to do one more thing though, um, which is I wonder the so the staircase that comes down along the south side of this grotto. I mean, that'd be an ideal place to put a secret door or something like that, uh, or some other hidden feature. Uh, so I just kind of want to search that area, John. It'll take a turn. We... Yeah. Okay. So you're basically feeling along like the wall itself that forms the stair, this the staircase. staircase. Yeah. Around <laughs> any kind of markings or you know a passage or something that's hidden there, or if it really is just that's just the rock wall. Sure. Yeah, thing. the stone that moves. Yeah. Uh, why don't you roll me a um, uh, check? Uh, <clears throat> you probably have a one standard, and six. Standard D six. I believe so. It should be on your character sheet. I think it's. Uh, yeah. 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 It's uh, uh, one and five. One and six. So I did not find anything. Okay. Yeah. So um, you look pretty closely, but uh, it just appears to be. The, the wall itself appears to be actual natural stone, and the, the stairs themselves were cut um, out of it. Okay. So the only indication of anything man-made so far has been the stairs and that metal grill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My my couple thoughts, and I'm going okay. to do whatever. My thoughts are uh, we have groups in either direction that we have mapped, right? We do not know what their deal is. Uh it is safe to say that it'll be hard for someone to track us through water or know that they could breathe through water in the way that we know. But if someone did know that there's a higher likelihood, I mean, in Gwilym's mind that they would be arcane affiliated. So in his sort of like Holmesian thinking, though it may be a bit of a stretch, if a wizard is in hiding and they don't want to be found, they're probably not going to go where everyone else is talking. That's a big party of people. They're probably going to go somewhere that they can be solitary. Yes. So he would imagine that if they had the know-how, it might be wise for them to swim underneath. That's my only thought. Happy to do any of the other ways, but that's... that's right. I, I'm going to second David's or Gwillem's idea just because um, maybe it sounds metagamey, but of all the directions that we found here, the one that we're least expected to go through seems to be the underground sure. cavern. Yeah, for sure. You know and so... Yeah. Um, maybe okay. it's metagamey, but that's why it's attractive to me because walking into a, an ambush of a bunch of like whoever on either side um, seems 
less of a dodgy, you know, more of a dodgy proposition. So you want to go underwater? I do. And I realize, fully realizing that I'm not the one in full plate, right? So, again, yeah, Yeah, I completely understand. Although you guys don't even have to swim. You can just sink and walk down the trip. Exactly what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. And if, if, as long as there seems to be, you know, plenty of that uh, moss to gather up. Uh, sure. Yeah, I can do that. I think it just, it's, if you guys are comfortable, because I know it's more of a risk for you than us. So I think that's. Well, John right. does have a very disturbing smirk on his face right now. I'm not sure I'm feeling that either. Yeah. We never want John to smirk. Uh, you know, co- comfortable's back in Prigward. I mean, we gave that up. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's go do stuff. Let's go do stuff. Well, I wonder if then, so just like for practical thinking here, sure. um, you know, okay, fine. I, I eat the weed and I jump in the water and I sink to the bottom and my armor, fine. My armor gets rusty. My weapons get rusty. That can all be cleaned. Um, we're going to need light on the other side. Yeah. And then, then what, the other thing I'm worried about is like, you know, if you've got spell books on you, better leave them behind. If do our iron rations going to be ruined? Um, I think we're probably going to stow some stuff and have Bregan. Well, that's it. what I'm thinking is we should yeah. maybe go back up and leave some things with Bregan. Yeah. But then we are risking uh, the possibility that, you know, 24 hours later, we're still in a tunnel somewhere and we're starving. <laughs> well, I think if, I think if, I think it seems like we're past the point of no return. We have a commitment to return, right? Like, I don't know, man. To me, it feels like iron rations are and spell books and all the rest of that. Like, Spell books come in like wax cloth and you wrap them up very tightly and you know, like it, they're they're spell books, like a, a ducking in the water is probably not going to be the end of the world, you know? And then iron rations aren't by the very nature of them, don't they sound canned? I mean they're not canned. <laughs> they get they're rusty. Dried. Then they're rusty rations. They're dried and they're meant to be preserved over long periods of time, it's not spoiled, but they are not meant to get wet. You know, I, you I don't, don't think so. I mean, to be realistic, right, the, um, there's not, like, complete waterproofing of any of this sort of stuff yeah. that just basically didn't right. exist, right? Like, I mean, there's stuff that you can go out and travel in the rain, you know, and, right. and stuff like that. But, like, to be completely submersed in water, <clears throat> I don't think a lot of stuff would um, would survive, uh, sure. including, well, I, don't, I don't think, your spell book. You know? Hear me yeah. out. Does it make sense, rather than us deliberating the possibilities, does it make sense for me and Mike to eat some moss, swim, 40 feet, see if we see anything and come back, right? Like, cast light yes. on the rock, scout the two of us, so it's not just one of us alone, come back and say, there's a passage that's dry on the other side, just just past yeah. this, or it seems to go a long ways. Let's do that real quick. Yes. And the other I'm thing you're looking for is, let's say you go 40 feet and you come up in a pool or yeah. uh, in, in a room. If there is more moss on that side, great, because we got to get back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we don't that know how sense. long this lasts. That's right. We don't know how cool. long, and if you pick it, we don't know how long it lasts. Fair enough. All right, why don't we take a fresh bite? Yeah, dive down, in. All right, I'm gonna cast uh, light. It's been a couple a... of turns. Just stick, you know. If you start choking, put so it. who's 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 taking the bites? Me and Willem Dave. Al freaking Willem. Yep. Okay. And you're casting light. You said. I'm casting light on a. Stone. How long does yeah. light last? Twelve turns. Twelve so turns. Two hours. Couple hours. 
radius. Light as well. Okay. Got it. 15 foot radius. Okay, so you're going to cast that on a stone? Going to cast on a stone. Okay. Well, actually, should I cast it on my staff? Cast it on your staff. Yeah, I'm going to cast it on my staff. Sorry. On your staff. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, that's old school wizard shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. The old, the old Gandalf. All right. Love it. And plunge right in. Actually, I'm going to, again, going to take uh, two, three doses of this moss with us just in case. I don't know. I don't have a sense of, like, if I'm going to feel like the wax is fading over time or something, but I'm going to have some in my pocket just in case. Okay. And then, and you guys are taking nothing of value. No, I'm leaving all my stuff except my staff and my robes with these guys. Yeah, I'll bring my dagger and I'm gonna leave my staff and my and my books and backpack. Are you guys gonna like divest yourself of like the heavy robes or, or are you like I'll ditch everything. I mean I'll ditch if the robes are gonna weigh me down, I'll get to my skivvies. So just the bre the breach clouts? Yep. Breach clouts, breach clouts and staff. All right. How cold is the water? It's cold. It's cold. Um, so we have to, we, we of course have to compare physiques. So what's what exactly is your strength, Elfric and Quillen? We got to know. <laughs> I have a thirteen strength. Oh, all right. I have a twelve strength. Hey, you guys are uh, <laughs> not too bad for uh, for for spellcasters. Stronger yeah. than the fighter. Lean and lean. <laughs> it's okay, Art. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you like see, like, Argus, like, looking at you guys, like, <laughs> feeling his bicep. Like, <laughs> Alfred and Gwilmer all, like, lean and mean. All right. So, uh, yeah, you you take a hold. Uh, you, you poof some of that yeasty, uh, spherical stuff in your mouth, and you can breathe water, and you dip into the water. Alfred, of course, uh, Gwilm's used to it by now, but Alfred, um, it is cold. Really, really cold. You can immediately feel the current when you're in the in the pool, um, and Gwilm guides you underneath. Uh, the sprites are like all in like a swarming like tizzy now. They're like, this is fantastic. They just love it. They're like, yes. Current made me concerned. I'm going to get a 50 foot length of rope out from my backpack. I'm going to hand one end to um, to uh, Argus and to Halifax. And then we're going to take the other at length with us down the down the cavern because if we can't swim back against the current, that's going to be really, really boo -ow. Very smart. Very smart. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah. So you basically, um, so you you dive down. Um, uh, the sprites that were chilling in the water have basically are basically gone now. Uh, but the, like I said, there's this ten foot wide opening. The current is basically pulling you in there. It's not that hard to resist it right now. Um, and you dive in. Correct. You go into that hole. Okay, so mm -hmm. basically, uh, darkness envelops you immediately, but um, the light on the end of Gwilym's staff basically illuminates um, like this. What is it, a 15-foot radius? Yeah, 15-foot radius. Okay, so it's um, a very tight sort of um, uh, band of light basically uh, uh, opens up and, and kind of shows you like the round cavern, right? Basically ahead of you as you kind of move through. So it's sort of like this dwindling light as you kind of move move um, towards the northeast. Um, now what you notice immediately, um, is that you are going down at a rel at a relatively steep angle, right? Like you're, it immediately just starts to dive downwards into the Northeast, right? Um, you can also feel that as you're, um, uh, that you cannot keep your feet, like you can't just walk down because the current is picking up strength as you're, as you're moving down, as the water is being forced through this uh, narrow passageway, it's actually moving quite fast. Right, you can tell that it is not going to be getting 
any easier anytime soon. In fact, the further you go, the stronger the current is. You have a feeling that um, it will become um, uh, very, very difficult to kind of maneuver in this um, should you continue right like like you have a feeling if you if you weren't able to breathe under here like swimming and maintaining yourself would be um very very tough right with the assistance of the rope are we feeling confident that we can continue even with a strong current and like hoist hand over hand back uh you you think that right now going hand over hand back is possible but you should you continue on for much longer um, it would require a check. Like it would require like a strength check. Is there a general distance that we've made it to this point, like this juncture? Uh, well, you you feel like you've gone probably. Hmm. It's a fifty foot rope. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. So it's, ten, it's about ten feet deep. So. Uh, let me just check the maps here. Give me one second. It's like they could metagame, but like, theoretically, they could hoist us back, the two of them, right, and assist our, our return if we needed to. Yeah, you've only yeah. gotten about 20 if feet. we communicated. That. 20 feet down, yeah. relatively. Um, but um, you can see that uh, uh, the light ahead of you, it actually looks like the water is actually going to um, uh, uh, actually rush out into like a large... Um, yeah like opening basically like it's going to turn into a river rather than like an underground tunnel basically here interesting oh my god I'm so so, conflicted. so i have a quick question john because mm -hmm. i i don't recall seeing a water source above the pond there was no waterfall was there a waterfall yeah from from above the, the lake yeah. uh okay so the waterfall was coming from the lake into yep. the hole of the surface that is now pushing back down into what appears to maybe be an underwater river or a cavern that we are not aware of, but it will probably spill over another waterfall is what I'm what I'm kind of getting the sense of. Um, well, do we want to, like, hoist back and communicate this to the gang and see what's up? I want to keep going. I do, too. <laughs> like, I do, too. <laughs> you know All I you got to do is let go of the rope, man. Yeah. Or I do. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Instead, um, what I will do is, uh, if I can, if one of us can hold it safely, Matt. Uh, why, don't let's you, you hold, why don't you hold on to it, and I'll like push an iron spike down into the. Um... I was going to say, let's add another rope to it, hold make up. it a hundred foot rope. Oh, yeah. there you go. Oh, you right. know what? Well, I, I have my. Make I have one in my pack. Uh, I do too. Um, no, I, I have, have one. I, I have my grappling hook, so we don't have to make a lot of noise. I can just hook it onto something secure. Get the so hook. Shall we, shall we swim back? Let's say we swim back and communicate to these guys what's going on, and you're you're having this idea as a result. If you swim back, if you swim back far enough to actually rise to the surface, it's going to take a turn. Just keep going. We've we've figured out what you're up to. We're adding rope. Okay, sure. All right, let's keep going. This is like the best scene of the abyss right now. <laughs> <laughs> So this is the, the beginning of Alien, as we, uh, you know, sort oh. of like tangled down. <laughs> yeah, we're going to come to a cavern with all these eggs in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so to be clear, it's more like a gradual slope. It's not like a straight sure. down, but yeah. So okay. it's a water slide. <laughs> um, water yeah, slide. so right. eventually, um, as uh, you move down again, um, it basically, uh, uh, the water 
uh, I don't know how this would work physically, but basically it stops becoming like a water-filled tunnel and actually becomes like a like a more of like a raging river. So there is actually like air above you okay. in this tunnel. Um, and indeed, um, as you um, are now basically swimming, um, and you can raise your head up, you're you're being you're being shot down, not shot down, but it's it's very quickly like, like rapids basically as you're kind of moving down, and you can see that you're about to kind of go over a lip of this of another waterfall. Do we see any sort of land to our left or right that we could uh, get over to? Uh, no, unfortunately, it, it appears to be like c- completely encased. Um, the only light, once again, is your staff, and it, it appears to be like you're just in the middle of like a dark, claustrophobic tunnel. Sure. What is our rope distance at this point? Uh, you've probably used about 30 feet of it now. So we could continue further towards the waterfall. We can breathe, so we're not going to drown from the water, but it is going to be a lot of pressure. It looks like if uh, you if you let loose, if you went to the extent of the 50 feet of your original rope, not knowing yeah. that Argus and Halifax have tied another 100 feet, <laughs> uh, another 50 feet, uh, that, um, that you would basically go over the fall, and that's like where you basically be like just bobbing on the top of the fall at the end of the rope. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that would be the, the extent of the rope. Quick question though, John. Uh, don't we? Uh, I mean, so thirty feet of tunnel, but we also have to cover the distance. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I forgot floor. about that. Yeah, yeah. So I would. Yeah. So you're probably at the. We'll just say you're at the at the maximum reach right now. Of the original fifty. Of the original fifty. So you can you're being tugged, like down right um, as the current is like pulling you, pulling you down. Um, you can see that the waterfall itself is nowhere near as as large as um, uh, the yeah. waterfall that enters that you know enters into the pool itself. Um, okay, so it's it's not like a fifty or a hundred foot drop off the waterfall. It does not appear to be. No, it's not. It's not like raging. It's just very, very, very fast moving. Is this water um, deep enough that we actually have to swim in it, or can we like stand in the river with our heads above? You water? have to swim, unfortunately. Yeah. I need to step away for one minute. Tuck in a kid. I'll nope, be right. No back. problem. I don't know, man. What do you want to do? I mean, I want to go further, but I also don't want to split the party permanently. <laughs> so well, commu- communicating point, our situation seems important. After uh, a certain point, man, splitting the party, no matter, it will no, we'll no longer have split the party. <laughs> we'll be dead. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. I mean, that problem solved look, itself. <laughs> under, again, like underwater tunnel leading to river cavern is incredibly compelling to me. Yeah. Obviously. Now, what's in my mind as I'm experiencing this as Gwillem is... The others should join us. How can we secure this? Could I nail a pylon against the wall above the waterline and like do another loop of the rope to further secure it? You know, et cetera, et cetera. Could we make this more of a sturdy, retractable situation, or are we going to get to a point where like no matter what rope we have, we're we're through, right? Like we're on the other side, and that's the decision we've made. Um, because if that's what we're doing, we need to bring them with us, kind of, right? Well, yeah, but we've already kind of established that we can't bring them with us without destroying all of our equipment. So yeah, this is us on an exploration thing or to see if we can loop around and find another entrance that they can come meet us or, you know, you and I are basically like, we're, we're pioneers here, man. We either, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we either compel forward or we, uh, or, well, or we don't. Everyone can what? go down there because of the water breathing thing, right? Yeah. yeah and, and they can wear your armor. Down, you you just won't be. Our stuff. 
Yeah, you leave her stuff with Bregan. You would have to. You would have to like give up a lot of stuff. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would just like give up almost anything, but not having a spell book just seems like a. Well, I've always wanted to inherit a spell book and become a wizard. Sure, 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 sure. sure. That's you got the time for it. All right. Well, I mean, look, you know where my mind is as a player, but I don't want to make that decision for us as a party. So I think you should wait in because I'm the guy who did the cannonball. You. <laughs> and, I'm gonna and, and, I'm gonna keep going, John. I will. Uh, all right, then we're then we're continuing. Go to the very end of the, of the. I'm gonna go to the very end of the rope and crane out over the uh, waterfall and look at um, uh, Menza Brands and down below us. <laughs> uh, I'll keep playing out rope as long as they don't seem to be jerking on it to get pulled back. So I'll yeah. keep playing it out. Yeah. Okay. So you you think that you guys are at the end of your at the end of your rope, uh, but you actually aren't. Um, uh, you realize that. You don't know how, but uh, you've got more rope than you thought, um, and so you're able to like let out more. Um, and uh, so it's taking all your effort basically to sort of hold on to the rope as the current basically trying to drag you over this waterfall. So it's sort of I sort do of like an, odd... an arm loop around the rope. Job, yeah, yeah, like something like that. Myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And uh, so you're just like being battered by by the water <laughs> itself, and you're just like yeah. sputtering, just like, ah. <laughs> um, and, and it's just like once again it's like basically just 15 feet of light around you right there's barely yeah. anything and all it is is just rocky wall like all around um, it plunges over and echoes uh, along this wall uh, uh, what appears to be um, a fast flowing river basically that's about 10 feet wide roughly uh, at any given point uh, with no walkways no no place to stand basically just carved right through the rock itself Um uh, and, uh, let me see if it gives a, um, a height of these chambers. Uh, no, but we'll say, we'll say like 10 feet high, roughly. Um, and it goes off into, you know, obviously past 15 feet, basically, when it be- becomes darkness. Um, one second, just to check one thing. Too much, David. Too much. I know uh, if we guys, keep pushing. You guys, you guys got this. I know if we keep pushing past warp point five, we'll make it. We've <laughs> <laughs> never done it before. I can't go any longer. Okay, I will so say. I... Uh, let's see. Well, no, you're at the top here. Yeah, yeah, darkness, just darkness. Does it sound as if the space has expanded in any way? Or is it still wall-to-wall? Right here it does, because it, it okay. it's obviously cut through, you know, over the millions of years, you know, through the... Yeah. So there's, like, there's, like, a vertical chamber here, sure. right, as the water as the water kind of goes over. Um, but, but then it quickly collapses back into, like, a tunnel sort of thing down at the base, right? So you're at the top of this waterfall, and it's... You're, um, you're not you're not looking out into a vast cavern where you see like this river going off to the north. It's more like there's like this vertical there's like a wall in front of you, right? And then that drops down and then becomes like uh, you know another cavern where the where the river kind of continues on, right? That's how we kind of view how that would sort of work out. I'm not even there. Back up so the waterfall will, will be challenging, dude. 
So <laughs> I mean, I'm aware that's why I asked first. It sounds what like I'm saying is like that that's not like just a gradual slope up that we're like you no, know pulling ourselves we're along. Fighting the water to try to climb up. So they would have to we'd have to jerk it really hard, hope that they feel it, and try to fish us out. Right. You can see Which that. Um, very hopeful. <laughs> you can see that the um, the uh, with the light of your staff right there at the edge of the waterfall that. Um, the it, you can see the bottom of the waterfall, so it is it is uh, fifteen feet, you know, uh, down basically. So it's it's not that it's well, not that far down. You know what I mean? I'm gonna repel over the side of the waterfall. There okay, I'm gonna Wisdom follow. Five, We're going baby. together. Wisdom <laughs> five. <laughs> <laughs> Just said. Good idea. Right. We're together. All right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Matt's got that wisdom. I love it. Uh, okay. So I'm going to say a turn goes by. Give me one moment. Should I make for my next character, guys? <laughs> Somebody who can swim. Yeah. We're going to find the Underlake, which is the real <laughs> Dolman. You know? Um, back up at the, uh, at the, um, in the, at the, the, the chamber itself, the, the pool chamber where Argus and Halifax are, and you guys are holding uh -oh. onto the rope. And you're gonna, <laughs> uh, Pim, Pim, who has the torch. All right. He, uh, he, he's sort of like, just kind of giving you guys light to sort of work by. You see that the torch itself, uh, which is typical yellow flame actually starts to, uh, flicker between violet and tangerine. Like really quickly, um, almost the same colors that are pulsating from the eastern corridor, like purple and orange, but it's like rapid and it continues. Pim, um, Gwilym, why don't you roll for me a uh, d6 real quick? Is surprised and drops the torch, and the torch does not go into the water, so he's able to pick it back up again. Uh, but he doesn't like it. Doesn't like it one bit. So you are working basically by this, um, by the the small amount of sunshine that is pouring down from up above that hits the pool, and by this um, kind of strobing uh, purple and orange torchlight. Um, you have to take some convincing for Pim to actually pick it back up again. Just letting you know. Anyways, you guys uh, over at the other end start to repel down, uh, and it is um, it's uh, rough going. So at this point, basically. The moss, although it is allowing you to not like struggle for air as you're sort of, you know, being bombarded by water, it doesn't actually give you any sort of bonus to, um, to sort of repel well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah so, um, I'm going to need you guys to make, um, basically climb checks. So you, what you're going to want to do is since you are not thieves, uh, you can certainly do it. You just don't have as good of a chance. Um, so, uh, why don't you make me a D six rolls? I'll give you both, since you do have a rope, um, I'll give you uh, two and six chances. It's a five for me. Three. Okay. So um, it's very, very fast moving. So you, unfortunately, like you, uh, you can't keep a grip on the rope. Um, the force of the water is too strong and you fall off and in, into the water. It doesn't cause any damage or anything like that, but um, you just, and you, and you fall deep into the water. Thankfully, Can you, you find the rope again. Uh, yeah, the the rope is basically dangling in the water, um, uh, being f flushed around by the by the 
by the waterfall itself. It's not a huge deal, um, but you just, you're, you know, you plunge into the water. The moss helps you breathe, though, so you're able to rise back out again, and it's no big deal. Um, and once again, you can see with your, um, as you're sort of sitting in this, uh, well, actually, it would still be pretty fast moving. It's not like a pool like there was at, on the upper level, right? It basically hits, hits, and then immediately starts to, um, to, to move through um, into this dark tunnel, right? So there's this underground, underground river now. Um, instead of just like completely being covered by, being encased by water, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do I need <laughs> silly question? But did I see anything behind the waterfall? <laughs> uh, no, not as I fell. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's tough to get a tough to get a bearing, unfortunately. Um, okay. um, it would require um, uh, it require like good manipulation of the rope. Like you have to grab onto the rope again and yeah. like try to hang out, uh, try to hang on while the current is starting to sweep sure. you away to the northeast. But you can try. John, I'm just gonna loosely hold onto the rope, right, and just let the current kind of carry me down until I get kind of to the length of the rope. I'm not gonna fight it. Okay. Just want to see if I can just. I actually want to take some time to just kind of relax and rest. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Why go down the lazy road. river? Yeah, you probably yeah. need it after that fall. Yeah. Um, exactly. Okay, so, uh, uh, Gwilym, are you going along or are you trying to hang, uh, hang back? Are you going to tell me to stay or go with with no, us? No, I don't think we could communicate to each other. So, I mean, well, like, there, we're, it's not it's not fully underwater anymore, right? There's oh, air. okay. Well, I'm going to be like. We're down here. I'm just gonna keep on. I'm gonna keep on going until I get to the end of the rope. I'm gonna give him. Uh... The problem is you need my light, so I have to be with you. So I'm with you. That's the bottom yeah. line. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Just give me one moment. And we've got a hundred feet of rope, basically. Yeah. Yes. Okay. One moment. Sorry. Alfred. Uh, sorry. Uh, Argus is getting kind of nervous. Sure. Yeah, you keep you you keep feeling like tugs and jerks of the rope, but nothing that's like consistent, like a consistent like like, like, like yeah, yeah. Get rid of you right. know, pull me back up. But there's a lot, there's something going on, obviously. Um, that seems it, like it would probably have been a good signal to work out ahead of time. I just yeah. a mental note. <laughs> well, yeah, I think uh, all this <laughs> random jerking though is actually Morse code for cut the rope, right? Uh, oh, yeah. I that's think right. That yeah. maybe. I do remember maybe. you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, you guys, uh, gently kind of let the, let the river kind of take you down, um, until you're near the end of the rope. So it's dark, 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 fast moving. Um, it doesn't take you long before you are, um, at the end of the hundred feet of rope. Um, and basically just like this 10 foot high chamber that the river is cut through. Your heads are basically bobbing ahead, uh, bobbing right above the water, and um, as you course through, and then you kind of, and you hit the end of the rope, and you're just like hanging on, and your feet are like sort of being pulled away, um, and you can see off in the distance, about 30 feet away, on your left, which um, you may have been, you kind of feel like you've lost your sense of direction, but you generally feel it's probably the, west, the western side. You see that there is a very, very pale white light coming from somewhere in that direction. So and literally it appears, the it, light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, exactly. Literally light at the Exactly. And um, it is uh, not torchlight or, or firelight or any sort of that. It's like a pale white consistent light. Right? It doesn't flicker or anything like that. And it appears to come from 
something that is, um, uh, you know, like deeper within off to the west. Like it, like it appears that the, the tunnel itself actually opens up a little bit in that direction. Well. Uh, I don't know. I don't I'm going to point at it and I'm going to say, that looks like Mage Light to me. Me too. And I'm going to say, we're very close. I don't know if we'll be able to get to the shore and not be swept by where that light is because we can't see. I also don't think I'll have the intestinal fortitude to go all the way back up and then come all the way back down. Well, this, this is all thanks. So, so quick spitball. Let's talk some ideas. Um, <laughs> all right. Climbing tactic, which may get us both killed, but climbing tactic when you are doing high altitude climbing and you cannot do a fixed rope on a pitch is to tether like a caterpillar to each other. Right? You have your dagger. Because if one person falls, the other person has the ability, perhaps, to catch the other. My thinking here is, if we are not trying to climb up and we're going to let go, it may behoove us to go up, I don't know, a few feet. Uh, cut tie myself to one, tie yourself yeah. to the other extent, cut it, and go. That way we yeah. both have a chance to try to grab shore. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. I'm That's right. what I would suggest if we're going to actually let go and go. It's going to get real slack on the other end, and they're going to think we're dead. It's going to be a real pain in the ass. More than likely, we'll this game. It's going to be a real pain in the ass to run this game with like two of us lost in the underdark. Well, that's, well, that's, what I, that's what I said. That's what I you said. You can always make new friends. Yeah, maybe we do. Actually, <laughs> not, maybe I run. Maybe I uh, play Bregan or something like that. Um, I'll pay ten. You, ten, Ted, go. Yeah, John. So I, they've come to the end of the rope. And it's, I'm going to guess, we're getting a static pull at this point. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Like, we don't feel like the rope has gone slack, but we're not feeling any more movement. Uh, no, the, the rope is pretty much taut at this point, right? So, um, right, right. And, and it's just yeah, sort of, right. every once in a while, it sort of jags to the left and right. Right, but, but you know. So, I'm, I mean, it's, it's difficult. I know what's happening. I'm trying to imagine how Argus would interpret this yeah you can you can meta it a little bit it's okay it's yeah okay. hey halifax do we have any more rope that's my 50 feet and and uh Alfred's 50 feet i've got 50 more feet uh, can't hurt let's tie 50 more feet on or should we pull them back they're at the end right now let's see let's Let's see if they let's see if they need it. Let's, we can tie some on and let it go a little bit. See if anything changes. <laughs> if our corpse is on the end of the rope, it doesn't matter if it's hundred feet away or hundred and fifty feet away. <laughs> We're confident you're not corpses. You could also <laughs> meta it. I'm totally fine with meting it in, in order yeah. to keep the party together. Um, right. Oh wait, wait, wait. Let, let's let's do this. We're gonna do like three very quick like yank, yank, yanks, just to see if these guys can can feel it. Just like three like. Right. Yeah, but you can. You guys can feel it. Yeah, I brace my feet against the bottom of the um the river and I yank it three times back. You know, oh, it slips out of my hands and I lose it completely. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. Well, you can't. Okay, right, so you, can, you can yank it back, but you just to be clear, you can't you can't brace yourself on the bottom of the river. It's too deep. But yeah, okay. um, but you can just yeah. Okay, let's add Halifax's fifty feet to this. We'll tie that yeah, on, with a nice tight knot, and start playing it out. 
Yeah, because corpses don't yank. Okay, here we go. Yeah, it would be slack totally if we were dead because we would have let go of it, right? Yeah. Presumably. Yeah. Or if you would were... just be dead weight. Yeah. Or there's a giant fish on the other end with our corpses inside. <laughs> well, assuming that Argus and Halifax slowly let out the rope, um, you guys actually feel yourself actually moving forward. You're like, oh, oh. <laughs> this is the longest 50 foot rope I've ever experienced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you, 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 you're basically controlled by Argus and Halifax. They sort of like allow you to sort of move more down or down the river. Right. With that in mind, I think we should still be ready to snatch the edge because they're going to keep feeding it. And if it's right. 20 right. feet down, we still, you're right. going to get slack behind it. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm like trying to like kind of paddle over to the side of the light if I can and look for anything to grip onto as we're going closer. Right. Okay. So, as you get closer, um, you see that uh, what is approaching you on the western side is a long expanse, approximately 5, 10, 15, 20. Approximately 40 to 45 feet long, a long strand, uh, basically on the western bank of the river, the first bank you've actually seen of this river, um, of a sandy beach with soft white sand, similar to what you experienced above, right? Wow. But the light are from tiny white crystals that are encrusted in the walls and ceiling. Mm. Small, much smaller than any of the ones that you've seen so far up above. And so they're basically like this crusted sort of, uh, you know, uh, it looks almost like quartz basically, but they're, but they're glowing like a, like a consistent white, like a daylight, like white. Um, the grotto itself, um, it appears to be about eight foot high. And, uh, there appears to be, um, it basically is like a, so it's a, like this long strand of beach, right? Like 40 feet, 45 feet long running from North to South. Right. Um, but it, uh, the grotto itself sort of collapses in on itself as it, um, as it goes deeper towards the West until it forms like a tight little opening that actually, um, moves to the West. So an opening like this big around or like this big around or, uh, no, you can walk through it. It's just like a, it's like a five foot wide, oh. um, short passageway that leads into another chamber. So at its widest point. Um, this grotto, which is the widest point is at that is where that corridor starts is only about 15 feet wide. Does that make sense, Ted? Yes. Okay. The, and the river continues on past the bank and then just keeps on going down. It, like did. A cavern. it does. So you can't see with your, well, no, with the, with the, with the white light of the crystals, you can see. So, um, you can see the length of the strand because of the, the, the white crystals, uh, illuminating it. Right. Um, the river seems to make a northeastern, northeasterly bend right at the edge of that strand, um, and continue on into darkness, but this, but there are, but it continues on it, uh, into like a dark tunnel, like from where you came from, right? There is no more beach or anything like that. Gotcha. All right. Okay. Let's get up on the sand. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use my dagger to try and pry one of the crystals out of the wall. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can take. It's pretty easy. You don't see. You think it's of too much value because you need, you need to take like much more time to actually harvest enough crystal to make it valuable. Sure. Um, but it um, and uh, like the the little bit that you like, they're they're tiny little things, right? Um, you can kind of pull a little bit of them off, and they don't they don't like. Uh, it's not like a, having a light spell in your hand, right? 
It's like a little bit of a glow that basically like illuminates your hand, but it's the, it's sure. the, sheer, the sheer profusion of them, like the, the you know thousands upon thousands of them that causes like this ambient sure. glow in the chamber, right? And are they like event. gem quality? Are they do they look like glowing like diamonds, or do they look like just like glowing rocks kind of thing? Glowing rocks, like they're definitely crystals, right? Okay, like faceted rocks. I know this is a bit of a silly question, but I might as well try. Can I take one of these and toss it in the water and see if it floats down the river, or does it sink immediately? Uh, it would do whatever crystals normally would do. I'm okay. not sure exactly what that sink. is. Sink? Yeah. 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 Ro like rocks, it right? It depends yeah. on how small they are. Very yeah, small right. rocks, definitely. I mean, rocks. I can like, <laughs> grind one, some up, and some dust. <laughs> okay, so um, first thing you notice, okay, as you step sure. up there, and, Alf and Alfred immediately like, oh, take it. <laughs> He's like, so you guys are in your breech clouts, right? Yes. Basically yeah. naked, right? And you kind of crawl yeah. out of here. Um, and you dripping wet. Alfred immediately, like, pries some off. Um, is you see that that small opening in the western side, um, yeah. it, you see that there is a familiar phasing violet and orange glow, vroom, 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 coming from there. Um, more disturbing is the fact that you see something has been dragged through the sand here, and it is something quite large. <laughs> so something large and sinuous has been uh, has made a quite a deep in, uh, impression um, and there is one great clawed footprint about 18 inches across <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, you can also hear uh, uh, from beyond the passage where that purple and orange glow is coming from um, uh, a slight like the, a very very faint a, a hissing sound like a consistent like but it's not like a not like breathing but like a, just like a constant hiss like a okay oh, oh, like a oh yeah okay so it's like a, it's it's even right it's just interesting mm -hmm. okay. very very faint you you mistook it actually for like the sound of the river but then realized it was something okay else. i have a thought we don't have a problem we don't have any way to create fire that could be like a gas thing but uh, I guess irrelevant. Um, uh, what spells do you have memorized? I'm waiting for the part where you say we're going back up the rope because eighteen. I didn't say anything. 18... I didn't say anything. <laughs> hey, you let definitely... us down here, buddy. <laughs> this definitely sounds like the part where you guys feel another. Yeah. Well, what I'm wondering is, is there a way for us to? Can we find anything to affix our end of the rope where we're at right now? To the shore. Um, Put a big stone, roll it over it, uh, tie it to a stalactite. Uh, yeah. I, what this is like, I'm wondering if we can just like have it tethered from both ends. Yeah, I don't. Like yeah, I don't. I don't think it's like. Yeah, we'll, we'll say there's some. Some. Oh, uh, that's true. You couldn't. Never mind. <laughs> I redact that. They couldn't pull us up if it was fixed. So. Yeah. Never mind. All right. I don't really want to go explore that cavern without our meat puppets in front of us. <laughs> Did you hear what they're right? calling? Thank God you guys aren't here today to hear that. <laughs> this I'd, rope I'd, is really I'd, slippery is all I'm saying. I'd be you proud can't about a game that much. <laughs> Another turn went by, by the way. All right. Come on, man. We're not going to go explore the giant snake no, monster I'm ready. like Den, right? No, I'm ready oh, to. Oh, your nose around the corner, man. I mean, I'll put my nose around the corner, but... <laughs> Some things come to mind after uh, our dear Con 5 meat puppet, as you like to, to describe them, 
encountered the uh, hypnotizing coloring uh, on those light sources. Is, I think big fifteen uh, or eighteen inch claws, hypnotizing lights, basilisk. I don't know. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. Easy way to be docile so that a big thing can eat us without much resistance. Um, so if we went anywhere in there, I would be chilling my eyes. But um, the question is, can we? I mean, we're not going to do that. So we're going to tug three times again and hope that they pull us up. I don't know. We didn't communicate any signals is the problem. <laughs> so like, this is really no reason they would think. You can, like, you can retcon and have like a signal. It's, it's, uh, it's okay. not a big deal. All right. <laughs> I'm going to wrap the rope around my waist kind of thing. I'm also going to take another dose of the of the weed Likewise. before I go back in the water. So I'm going to do both of those things as well. So you're and... not going to peek around in the little tunnel. I'll peek around the corner. Okay, I'll peek around the corner. I'll do a quick peek. Yeah. All right. All right. Mm. You're gonna do it. Do you need light? Yeah. Oh, no, you don't need light because it's glowing. And I'm gonna say, watch out. Wisdom yeah. five. Let's yeah. do this. Look okay. at the ground. Don't look ahead. You'll get. Uh, <laughs> okay. So you 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 peek down that quarter and you see that it's only it's it's only five feet wide roughly, and it's only about five feet deep before it enters into a into a much larger chamber yeah. than when you are currently. Okay, I'm going to go peek around that corner then. Huh? What do you mean? Like, move in, move in five feet. Yeah, I'm going to move the five feet the... and then go look into the much larger chamber. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's five feet, so you're just basically, like, standing okay. in the corner and looking, yeah. Um, so, you see that you are um, on the eastern end of a much larger chamber, which is um, roughly 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, about 35 east to west. You are coming in from the eastern side. And about 30 feet north to south, roughly. Once again, this is a natural cavern. Uh, it's a crystal grotto about 15 feet high with rough stone walls. And, and the floor itself is actually rough stone. It's no longer sand here, okay? There are um, pulsating crystals that cover the walls in the ceiling. And they are uh, phasing, basically, the... Uh, violet and, um, and orange, right? They're about six inches long. There, uh, let me double check here. Hold on. In the midst of the chamber, dominating it is a what appears to be a mineral pool of some sort. Okay, this pool. <laughs> you were going to say dragon. No, <laughs> in the midst so of in the midst of the pool, there is a there is appears to be a, a, a steaming, um, pool that actually has like yellowish orange waters. All right, and there's like almost like a prismatic smoke that's sort of rising up out of the pool, right? Like this, like steaming sort of mist that kind of comes out of it. Okay, the pool itself is actually rimmed with crystals itself, um, like a, that form this sort of like grainy white deposit around the edge of the pool, right? Um, like Yellowstone. Uh, yeah, similar. The, the and yeah. the pool is roughly uh, about it's about fifteen east to west by ten north to south, and it's basically directly in the in the in this middle of the um of the uh room of the chamber okay. right Alfred, do you think the moss will help us breathe uh acid water <laughs> you can tell that the hiss is actually coming from the pool itself yeah from yeah. the steam um and uh but as you kind of step in you kind of take a look around so once again it's covered the whole thing the vast right is covered with these pulsating crystals um uh you can hear 
in the northwestern side, you hear a faint voice coming from up above. So it's across the chamber, right? Like through this prismatic sheen, you can hear a faint voice and you hear a male voice uh, whimpering and pleading. Like, please, please don't. Please don't. No, no, no. Well, we got to save them. But it's coming from up above, right? Yeah. So if you're me, um, it's coming from like, uh, like way over there and up. Right. I mean, you might want to go save him, and that's laudable, but that guy might actually be closer to um, Halifax and Argus. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Um, no way. You I, guys are hundreds of feet into the... It may also be some terrible mimic that's waiting to eat us. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so if we are... If it is okay that we retcon some signals. Are you sure, John? Yeah, it's fine, yeah. So it's Do you want to go into the chamber? It's reasonable. Hold on. It's reasonable you to want to go into the chamber to go try and hear that better. I mean, I would, but before but before we do too much of a, a duo session, which we've right. kind of done, I just want to... I think it's reasonable we would have a signal for pull us back, a signal for follow us, and a signal for, uh, oh, God, we're dead. I don't know. They, right? can't, like, they can't follow <laughs> us, man, because they, they're... Equipment is gonna be no, no, I understand. I, I do we think we discuss, need to, to take a moment, though, yeah. for, for a metagame. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, Ted and Matt have not played a lot, so I, I do exactly. think we need to uh, to get them back in the action one way or the other. Yeah. I agree. So following us would get them back in the action. In other words. Or we ditch this entirely and we go join them and we start over at the entrance of one of the other tunnels. Uh, so. I kind of vote for that one. All right. All right. So, so we do the tug for bring us back, please. We we take another dose of the of the gillyweed. Okay. We wrap the, our our arms around the rope, and we start. You know, we do the tug to bring us back. Okay, so I'm going to say All a right. turn goes by um, as you were investigating the other uh, chamber. Um, at that point, up on the other end, uh, Argus and Halifax, as you feel the um, tug, um, your the violet and orange strobing torch that Pim has um, whoo, winks out. It burns. So at the end of it, sink six turns. Mm-hmm. All right, there's another one in my pack, Pim. <clears throat> All right, so you yeah, light up another strong torch. and hold fast, just like this one. It'll be fine. We're going to well, pull those guys back up soon. Don't worry. That depends, John. How well can we see down here? Do we actually need another torch right now? Uh, you do if you want to see beyond like what the sunlight is actually shining on the pool, right? The sunlight is basically like a beam that's like shining directly. Uh, it's very know. direct. Pretty so much, like, yeah, it's very direct, yeah. In the whole room, we need the torch. Yeah, yeah. Probably a good idea to see if anybody's, like, sneaking up on us right. or anything. All right. Okay. Okay, cool. So you end up, start you start to pull them back, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Um, this is, this is not easy, because you're going upstream now, right? And you have to haul them up a waterfall, Ugh. right? Um, and that uh, even then, the rope itself might get frayed from the friction um, as it goes over the lip of the waterfall, right? Um, you might be joining us after all. <laughs> We're leaving you. Right. Okay. Uh, I get down here to help us then. So it's going to be, it's, this is, I mean, no joke, probably going to be pretty, pretty darn tough, right? So for, for a while, it's just like, it's just heavy work um, and your normal um, native strength is enough to sort of pull them along the river. But when they get to, as you kind of move back and you get towards the 
the the small little uh, area where the base of the waterfall is that's where it gets really really bad so um alfred and Gwillem, you guys are going to have to make um uh, straight up strength checks um instead of like right. a climbing check uh cool. to try to can get, we get can we get bregan to help us with that yeah i like that idea too yeah this is yeah bregan, uh, just her down and and help us well, pull. Okay, so 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 don't let me think about this. Um, don't roll strength. I think it would be more of a matter of combined bonuses. Oh um, well, then I be there. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I gotta look at Bregan here. Hold on. You got an eighteen oh oh. Should be good. Me? Yeah, yeah no, Bregan. Oh, Bregan has an eighteen oh for what? <clears throat> for strength, man. What? Really? No. No. Plus three to hit, plus six to damage, 18 oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Okay, all right. All right, Ajahn. Reagan has a 13 string. Um, but it sounds like we also need to have the strength to hold on to this road. So, so we were, well, let's let John figure it out. Uh, I'm not sure how to do this. Maybe that's like strength, like leg strength to help like kind of like climb up as, because the rope, like you said, you're tied on, it's tied on to you. Right? Like, so you yeah. can't, like, but you still are going to like, you're gonna have to like use your legs to navigate through the rocks, you know, Batman walk it up the waterfall. I'm gonna say taking a bunch of water. Like there's, there's Bregan, Bregan, Argus, Halifax, Bregan, Argus, Halifax, Pym, and then Alfred and Gwillem. So that's six. So uh, what I'm gonna say is, in order to get them up the waterfall. Um, I'm going to need, so four successful strength checks total out of the six. Okay. Okay. Does that sound fair? So sure. between all of you so guys, fair. and we'll say that, um, we'll say that Pim has a strength 10, just average. Um, so Gwilym, you can roll for Bregan and yourself and Pim, and then everyone else can roll for themselves. So I need, I need four successful checks. Mike, so, why don't you go first? <laughs> and and this is just a twenty sided, correct? Yeah. So uh, when you do in uh, for a podcast listeners as well, tell them what your strength what your strength is, so what you're trying to hit, so we can kind of determine if you're successful. Uh, we're, we're trying to roll this or under, or this yeah, or hit it or under. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I have a strength of thirteen. Okay. I'm gonna roll for myself. Okay. That is an eleven. Nice. Right. Okay. That's that's one. That's one. Very. Uh, Mike, you appear to be frozen. If you can hear us. Burley. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a 12 strength. I'm going to roll my 20 sided. I'm going to close my eyes. Seven. <laughs> Seven. Nice. Okay. So you guys are doing your duty at the other end of the rope. That's two. Okay. I'll roll Bregan now. Strength of 13 as well. Mm -hmm. That's an 18. It's a fail. Okay. That's one fail. And I'll roll Pim, strength of 10, you said. Yep, you can only afford one more failure. Fitty, fitty. That is a five, it's a success. Hey, Pim, nice. <laughs> Pim's like, that man's paying me, I'm getting him up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all my rolls. Now, you guys. All right, we just need one more successful one. There we go, okay, all right, I'll do it. Uh, Hallie's uh, strength is a 14. Uh, roll the d20. Ooh, 14. Oh, you hit it. Just enough. Ooh, you got to hit it or ooh. under. 
Okay. Uh, so, uh, Argus, I'm we don't need roll. you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I'm going to roll just to see how badly I would have been, uh, how badly I would have what, screwed it up. What is Argus's strength, by the way? <laughs> a 10. His strength is a 10. <laughs> it's a good thing Matt made it. <laughs> All right. What is Argus good at? I just got to know. <laughs> just being awesome. Argus is the best. Oh, uh, my favorite warrior. He is. He's like the fan favorite, man. All right. So, uh, success. So it's like, oh, it exhausts like all, all six of you, right? Just like heaving and heaving. And, um, as you guys are uh, pulling over the lip of the, you know, and there's just water everywhere, right? As you're being pulled over the lip, um, you look a little bit, uh, you can see, even though, you know, it's basically buried underneath the water, but like the rope is like definitely like fraying right there, um, as the weight of your bodies as you were, uh, uh, going up but it holds you guys are up um the rest of the, roll the, <laughs> yeah, the uh the rest of the journey um is uh not easy either but it's a breeze compared to what you had to do to get up there so um you're able to make it back um you have to fully take use of the moss as it becomes the uh the enclosed tunnel once again sure. um, and you splash out um into the uh uh into the pool as you sure. surface um and you're like oh well, not really, because you've been breathing moss, so it's all good. Um, uh, there are the sprites have basically like roosted on like the walls of the cavern, basically, and like they give you like a huge round of applause. Good job, good job, you know, and they're like buzzing yeah, all it. around and everything. Um, I love it. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're gonna relate what we've uh, seen. I want to point out specifically that we heard sort of a whimpering uh, person down in a big sulfur uh, cave. I want to pull yeah. out an 18 inch. Yeah, 18 inch. Uh, oh. But yeah, uh, I should say too that uh, that that journey back took two turns. Yeah. Um. So, how many turns has that been now? In total. To Jack, total within the dungeon, you have spent eight turns. Well, on his light spell, I think he's asking. Should, on the light spell is going to your light spell is going to end in seven more turns. Okay. Cool. So. If we went down a tunnel and under, and then somewhere above us, we heard a dude saying, I need help kind of thing, right? Which doorway would make more sense to go through? From, uh, on my map, we don't have enough data to decide that. Yeah, uh, anything could curve around. You were, you were starting at a lower uh, level, and you were going downwards, but you were going away from everything that we have already got a sense of either okay. one of the my other supposition would be that we saw the orange and purple glowy crystals maybe that would kind of indicate that that door might be the door that we would need to go and do i right? i think that's a reasonable guess though yes i go i go that way that's that's the eastern one by the stairs right that's the one that you don't have to cross the water to get to right i like that i'm inclined to uh to think that that's a likely connection from your description yeah John, I want to take a break. I want to eat something. Not me personally. Alfred wants to take a break, eat something, warm up, put on some dry clothes. Um, yeah, it's very cold. You're definitely shivering. I'll roll with a torch. Okay. Uh, we go on, but then I'm ready. I agree with all that. Yep. And again, I'll just point out that the most trafficked one is going to be the easiest to traffic. So the tunnel where the lights are is where the majority of in and out is probably going to occur because people aren't going to foist stuff across the lake. 
So we should keep our backs. We should watch our backs is what I'm saying. Uh, it actually is a good procedural thing that you brought up there, Elfric, is that you do have to um, take one turn to rest after every six turns of exploring. Um, it's actually a natural point for you to do that. Um, so if you want to take a turn to get warm. Well, we should we should extinguish that torch anyway since his light spell's going. That's true. Uh, yeah, Let's save our torch. Yeah, save the torch. Great idea. Right. Okay. And Gorham and I will just cuddle for warmth. Love it. So you're going to spend a turn resting? Yeah, we can even Got spend it. the turn up in the sun where it's warm, you know, and you dry out. Yeah, just go up the stairs. You want to go up and out? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Just to warm up, yeah, sure. Go up and warm up upstairs. Okay. And yeah, let's coil awesome. that rope up, put the rope away, put the grapple away so we have it with us. What, uh, should someone not stand watch because we saw people move through the tunnel the minute we came down? Why don't we just go partway up the stairs so that we can still see down? I'm, I'm not saying we, you know, leave. I'm just saying... We go yeah, in the rim. Yeah, yeah. Bregan can keep, you know, can keep watch. No, yeah, so point, it's not a big deal. It's, you're not like resting, yeah, resting. You're taking a turn to rest. So yeah. uh, as you coil up the rope, um, Argus, um, you notice that at the point where um, it went over the lip, um, <laughs> it is quite frayed, um, and uh, mechanically, it looks like it could probably hold weight, but you don't know how much. So it's basically like there would be a roll. Um, to determine uh, if the rope would actually break. Or for can, one we just, foot can we just splice that for, out and tie it? Uh, like, if you, splice yeah. up? What do you, what you want to do with it is up to you, but but I'm just saying as, as the rope exists right now. But, right, so there's three 50-foot sections. Only one of them is compromised, right? Correct, correct, yeah. Right, okay. Mm -hmm. So I have another limerick. Oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> Willem went swimming down under. With Alfric in water, a thunder. The tunnel was long. The journey prolonged. Thank the saints, the rope didn't sunder. <laughs> awesome. I love it. The sprites love it too, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they start repeating it. See, this nice. is the benefit of splitting the party. It gives Ted time <laughs> to, to make <laughs> Amazing. All right, Amazing. So shall we? Yeah, let's do it. What's, 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 what's let's do it? Where are you going? Uh, I think the we want to go with the orange and purple glows. Ah, okay. Down, uh, the, that lower eastern one. The eastern one. Okay, cool. So uh, Halifax and, and Halifax and um, Argus are banging their swords on their shields as we go down the tunnel. Right. So <laughs> Wait, what? what? Right? <laughs> he shoves the wizard. You guys are doing that. I hold my eyes. I put the wizard in front of my shield. Uh, right. Is it is it safe to say that my robe has a hood, John? Uh, does your robe have a... Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pull it up Ooh. Uh, to, to block the uh, the light from the... And I'm going to kind of like look like this at the floor ahead of me as we yep. move forward through those crystals. That's fine. So uh, when you put on your robes, uh, just be aware, Gwilym, that they are sodden, completely and utterly sodden because of your initial dive into the... Oh, uh, that's true. I'm a fool. Mm -hmm. All right, well... It's fine. I'm just letting you know. I put on my nice yeah. warm clothes and they're dry, and I'm like, "Hey, yeah. buddy." Um, <laughs> I will say that if you don't, it probably will give you some sort of effect, like maybe minus one on stuff, like fatigue. Oh, then I'm gonna then I'm gonna adventure naked. I mean, N not right now, but uh, for, you know. <laughs> just, no, I just said I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my robes drying on a rock, top side, and I'm gonna I'm gonna skivvy it through this dungeon like a true. You don't have extra clothes. 
No. Why would I, why would I bring a change of clothes? You like a hobo? A <laughs> He's a mendicant monk, man. He doesn't have. Come on. So wait, are if you... I could traverse the land in the nude, I would without you know. Are you just wearing your skivvies right now? Much. Yeah, I'm wearing my skivvies. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! I mean, look, I'm not going to take a penalty when I can just be taken. I mean, maybe a charisma penalty or bonus, depending. On <laughs> depending. You are very pale and white now, though. Forget. Um, okay. <laughs> so uh, you move down this uh, the corridor. Does anyone stop uh, to to look at the, to examine the crystals? Yeah, I will. Also, I'm going to um, I'm going to donate my crimson scarf to Gwillem. Uh, the one that I got, the one I got from Argus so long ago in Brackenwald. So he just has a scarf. <laughs> wow. Do, do we now? Chad had a good idea. Makes him look more naked. Do you want to do the? It does kind of accentuate the problem, doesn't it? Should we should we do the mud thing, Matt? Yeah, I was thinking like that. That was a pretty good idea. To, like mud up yes. that. Uh, uh, so are, are the rest of you, except for Elfric, deliberately trying to avoid looking in the crystals? Yes. Okay, cool. So let's go back to Alfred real quick as you guys approach with the with the silt. Um, Alfred, um, as you um, uh, as you look at these purple, orange, and phasing, you are you are likewise drawn into it the same way the Argus reported that he was. Um, um, and there's a you have a as you sort of look closely and you kind of move towards him, you get this giddy feeling of observing like an expanse of depth within the crystals themselves. You're like, whoa, man, um, and. Uh, you okay so you specifically because your mind is so profound right already as you gaze into it um you feel mentally cleansed and uh like like your brain's been literally washed um and uh are you at full hit points right now i am actually yeah all right you have uh your hit point maximum increases by one for a little while you actually gain one more hit point. Um, uh, however, <laughs> other uh, shoe. You um, just with that other shoe, man. As as the rest of you are like, um, as you're talking about like putting the silt in like this in insect grill uh, chamber thing, um, you notice that Elfric has basically stepped in, has basically got his hands on the crystal, and he's basically like looking right at one, right? And you're like, Elfric, Elfric, and he's just not turning away at all. Right, he's just into it, right? It's like a lava lamp, man. Yeah, <laughs> he's like a lava lamp. Anyway, so you guys are gonna do your your silt trick here. Yeah, the thickest clayish mud we can get out of that pond. Just pack it into that grill. Man, okay. if the bars are one inch apart, and it's pretty clingy mud. We should be able to do it. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's even, actually pretty even cool. If, yeah, even if we need to, we could use some of the like spore-free moss, like the moss that's been used up. Uh, yeah, like the stalks themselves. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. As a, as a as a matrix. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, I love it. I just don't want a bunch of bugs coming out. Yeah. So they basically like scurry away as you kind of approach, like they're like angry at, at your disturbance. Um, you can still hear what appears to be some sort of whispered conversation going on beyond, um, in that sort of purple purple ambient glow from beyond. Um, but you you're like carefully and I assume quietly sort of. We like pack it all in, and uh, it it seems to work. It's like a really nice job. Sort of mortared this thing, mortared this thing shut. None of the voices that we hear sound similar to the one we heard whimpering down. Below. No, no, that voice sounded particularly 
Um, it was speaking Boldish, um, and it appeared to be a like a, a a male human voice in distress. Yeah. Okay. And none of the none of the voices that we heard were distinguishable in any way. No. We couldn't hear them saying stuff. Just that. Except for that one male voice down below, where you were gotcha. there. But, yeah. gotcha. um, right. So it takes a turn to pack that in, and at the end of that turn, Elfric is like, ugh, and kind of comes out of his his reverie. Um, and he's, you can see like he's, his eyes are like a little bit wider than normal. Like, oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Homer Simpson licking frogs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hypno toad. <laughs> okay. Are those hypnotoads? Yeah, man. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, so uh, once again, uh, right there at that juncture, it sort of jogs around to the north. And, um, I, I explained to you that you could see that it opens up into the, uh, southwestern end of a much larger chamber. That right. has milky, uh, glowing crystals from the ceiling that are dripping something. But what's yeah. really distinguishable is like the fact that there's like this red texture that basically encoats in, in the coats the wall itself. Um, that's about um, uh, about ten feet beyond from where you are right now. Would you like to enter into that? Is that is, I'll step um, up entrance. Yeah, that's that's the blood of every person who's walked through that threshold. Yeah, <laughs> how, how, from the from the kind of edge. So there's like a ten foot. Uh, hallway or whatever mm -hmm. how far beyond that how deep does that room seem it seems to go um from the edge of that uh, uh roughly about 20 feet so it's about 20 feet north to south okay okay I, i'll step up to the entrance and try and get a real sense of the size of the room and what's going on in here cool so uh you see that you're entering in from the southwestern side. So basically, immediately to your to your left, to the west, is like the western wall, right? Gotcha. So it's a rough wall, uh, a rough chamber that is, I'll give you the dimensions first, um, roughly 20 feet north to south, like I said, and roughly 15, 20, 29, 30, about 30 feet west to east, okay? There are natural uh, passage, uh, natural exits out of here, back the way that you came. Uh, one uh, to the north, about ten feet back from the eastern part of from the eastern section of the of the chamber. The eastern section, okay. Okay. Uh, directly across from that, there is a southern exit. So, like literally, just like across twenty feet, there's like another hmm. exit to the south. Like five oh, foot wide or ten foot wide? Uh, these are all five foot wide. Yeah, and then there's another the exit. Voices might be coming from you. There's another exit that actually leads um, towards the east, directly out of the eastern side, in the middle. In the middle. Yeah, roughly in the middle. Now th those are the dimensions. Now it's a massive, twelve foot high crystal grotto. Okay, large, two foot long, uh, dripping milky crystals. Okay, and they are dripping some sort of white milk substance from the tips of them. Um, onto the uh, sandy floor, like the white sandy floor, but this, the floor is basically um, uh, soaking in all of this milky substance, and so it's, it's caused the, the sand to be like uh, wet, right? Like a, like a wet beach. Um, the walls themselves, though, red, dark, scarlet, um, and they are basically what appears to be mushrooms, pimperels, large scarlet pimperels that are basically coating the entire uh wall all the walls right and so like their their caps are large right like they're like this big and they, and that's what's sort of facing outward from the wall so they basically form like this textured you oh, know cool. uh ups 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can't really see the stalks because like the, the caps basically overlap each other, almost like armored scales. Right. Um, but it's like this soft mushroom fungus mm. wall. That's a bright, bright red. Hey, uh, John, can I, sorry, go ahead. Yep. Go ahead. Can I pick up a couple stones and toss a couple, one against the mushrooms on the wall and one upon the floor where the stuff is dripping? Aim so far away, man. Aim far away. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to opposite into the chamber, mushroom yeah. if I can. You're going to piss off the Smurfs living in those mushrooms, man. So I, you you chuck it at the wall um, and like a couple of the, the caps get ripped off from the force of the blow um, and they reveal like a, a white like a pretty much like a bright white stem underneath mm -hmm. as they kind of get ripped off and flop onto the floor, exposing like like the underneath would be is like this forest of white stalks, basically. Yeah. Um, and then you're just throwing it into the middle of the room where there's like dripping stuff. Yeah, I wanted to also throw it over to where the, the crystalline... So that's the entire seven. ceiling, right? So the entire room is filled it's with... all dripping all the time. Yeah, it's I all see, dripping all the time, exactly, yeah. Um, uh, uh, slowly, it's not like a, like a downpour or anything like that, but it just sort of... You know, um, and so there's these spots where it's hitting, um, but it, it's basically soaked up by the sand, so it sort of like spreads out, mm. and it, your rock sort of hits and like like it would in wet sand, sort of like poof, and doesn't move. You know, so it doesn't sink down like it's quick. Not really. It makes an impression though, and it doesn't move much further, right? Like kind of okay. hits and rolls it's once and then stops. Um, what are we? Can I can I catch some of that liquid on the tip of my dagger? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, does it have a smell? Uh, it doesn't have a smell, no. It, 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 well, it has a it has a mineral smell, right? All right I'm gonna taste it. What hap it, What happens it, if you it, it, it tastes chalky and and you know not edible? Okay. Hmm. Spit that out. You don't know where that's been. Yeah, that's right. Now, you do hear something coming from the northern passage. Shh. Not coming. Um, you hear voices coming from the northern passage. I should say issuing um it's a, a number of people um of differing it, it, so you what you hear is you hear one uh strident refined male voice that seems to be the person in charge um and uh he is talking to what appears to be a mixture of both men and some some sort of humanoid that's making like doesn't speak Boldish very well. Um, you would actually, actually, from your past experience with these creatures, you have a feeling they're probably goblin of some sort, fairy of some sort, some sort of low fairy. Not really sure, um, just based upon your interaction with them in Phrygia from before. Um, but um, uh, you hear like echoing from the chamber above, um, kind of in hushed tones a little bit, like they're trying to be relatively quiet. Um, it is, it's like we're. I'm willing to pay you whatever you desire in order for you to guard these chambers while I go and, and continue to investigate what is rightfully mine. And you, you, uh, you hear like a couple of other men, uh, like rough, rougher voices, like you should, you should go along with the deal. It was a good one. He treats us fair. And then the goblins responding in kind. They're like, well, we've been down here for a while. What more can you offer us? He's like, well, if I offer you this, if you don't agree to it, I'll make sure that every single one of you is slaughtered. How would you think about that? You know, so it's like sort of the back and forth, like some negotiation going on. 
I don't like it. Sounds like a, a mean wizard guy. It does. It, doesn't also, sound, like a, it doesn't sound like the Haramore Knights, does it? Uh, it doesn't, no. It, I'll tell you what it sounds like. is It sounds like an opportunity for Gwilym to go in there and do some union uh, organizing. <laughs> All I'm asking you to do is to guard the stairway yonder and make sure that whoever is down there, you claim it is some sort of sorceress. I'm, <laughs> I find it hard to believe, but whatever it may be, I don't want her or it to come up while I'm investigating these upper chambers. You know yeah. the area. You know your best your best way to lay your tricks and traps. So I would leave it up to you and pay you handsomely. Well, gents. Hey, hey guys. If we want to get a start on him, he just threatened to kill those goblins. They might be a little more friendly with us. Or we just try and bypass that northern corridor and just get out of here. Get yeah, behind them. Yeah. Option as well, if we're not looking for the wizard. Are we here to just adventure or are we here looking for the rogue wizard? I think we're just here to explore, but hopefully find the wizard. Well, I'm here to get eyes. I mean, that guy sounds a little rough, uh, but what we can tell from just what he's saying is he wants to. Ex Maybe he's also trying to explore and exploit this cave. Yeah, he's, he's not point. looking for that wizard or, or, you know, related to that rogue wizard at all. Absolutely. Um, sounds like he has sort of an aristocratic tenor or certainly an educated one, and he has some ruffians he's hired. Uh, we don't know, save getting closer and looking. Uh, also, we shouldn't have a full conversation probably, so I'm going to... Okay, well... Yeah, we're in hushed voices, I assume. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I have silence... I don't know. We can do whatever. Later, if he, if he succeeds with those those negotiations, we're going to have some goblins that have been paid to defend some stairs that we might have to interact with. So the point of me saying that we intercede now is that they have not yet accepted the, the deal. <laughs> and he's threatening them. And that gives us some advantage uh, if we need it. But that doesn't mean we want to go into a war with some random guy we don't know anything about. You know, He just sounds like he's a, a shit deal. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> And I'm trying to organize a union for Ted's. <laughs> That's anyway. in the northern northern passage, right, John? It's yeah. in the northern passage, yeah. Let's just go south. Let's just All sneak right. in quiet and go to the south passage. They're supposed to be guarding the stairs. Oh wait, Brega's there. Brega's uh, there. They're gonna if they if they succeed at guarding the stairs, they're blocking our way out. They potentially get into a combat with Pim and Brega and kill her. Yeah. Well, Pim's with us. No, it appears that he was referencing the stairs coming from below. Uh, oh, because he's going to look into the upper chambers. I see, I see, I see, I see. That makes sense. Now, okay. yeah, now I understand. Okay. Yeah. Even better. Let's just go to the southern corridor then. Because they're probably supposed to stay where they're at, guarding that staircase over there. Sounds good. All right. Let's sneak towards the southern corridor there, John. John, we don't, we don't hear any uh, names at all bantered, either by that guy or... His henchmen, do we? Um, you do. You do hear a couple of names. So um, it appears that they only refer to the the gentlemanly aristocratic accent, as you said, um, as as master. Um, all of them refer to them that both the humans and the goblins. Um, you do get uh, one of the names of the goblins appears to be Spork. Love it. 
<laughs> of course it is. <laughs> okay. That could be helpful. Got it. Uh, one second here, sorry. Looking up a thing, looking up a thing. What's that, that scene in uh, uh, Blazing Saddles where the sheriff comes in, you know, message for Spark, message for Spark. <laughs> Dressed as a Western Union kid. Or, <laughs> you can really disrupt stuff that way. It works right, in uh, all the... I should also say that when you ripped off the mushroom caps, uh, Gwilym, with that stone, that um, uh, it did expose what appeared to be a strong cinnamon odor um, was exposed whenever it got ripped up. Like spice. spice. Like spice. Does Gwilym recognize these mushrooms at all? Being nope. a, a man of fungus as he is? <laughs> You've never seen these before. Yep, so um, heading south... Um, and I'm basically going to give you a quick overview, and then we're probably going to we're going to end it here. Um, uh, there is only a five foot long passageway that leads into another chamber. It appears that you're coming in directly from the uh, northern side of this chamber, mm-hmm. directly in the middle. Okay. Okay. Uh, the chamber itself is roughly twenty by twenty, natural. Once again. Now this one is interesting. Also a 12-foot-high crystal grotto. But the, the two-foot-long crystals that are hanging from this ceiling are actually a metallic gray. And the floor is, uh, once again, a wet white sand. Okay, But blanking the walls, and likely what you had anticipated, um, is uh, uh, some sort of moss that is purple and is giving the place an ambient purple glow, which is what you saw from the other side of the metal grill before you blocked it up. Right? Okay, that makes sense this is the the other side of it yeah yep. yeah that picks out on my map okay yeah. um and i should have said before you actually entered that there is a uh there is a a keening sound coming from the chamber mm. like a long like high-pitched keening um uh, but as you enter the uh the crystals themselves metal crystals hanging from the ceiling actually cease their keening which is what was actually doing it and in a deep rasping voice, the crystals themselves emanate outwards, uh, 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 a strange rasping voice that says, and it's sort of like unified and echoed, like multi-tracked basically, right? And it says, uh, bow mortal before the faceless Lord. It rings out. And as Well, our buddy in the other chamber heard us. <laughs> no surprise now. No, well... Yeah. Well, it's 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 uh it's not like it doesn't like yellow out like yell out right it's sure, just sure. um but it's uh, it, the crystals do say that but it does cause the seven figures that are in this room to turn around and these are very very strange looking things um, these are about they're about three to four feet tall um, actually um, I have a picture for you wait three to four apples tall three to four what did I say did I say apples three or four feet tall. Um, My second Smurf reference of the day. Oh. <laughs> All uh, right. La, la, la. Uh, so I actually have a thing here. I'll show you what they look like. Over on Elbear. Yeah. It's really small. Zoom in on it. I Shut up, Ted. <laughs> oh, <I see> it. <laughs> Those guys are awesome. So don't move it around because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm displaying it for the, for the viewers as well. Um, all right, so 
There is trade Ethel in for one of these guys. Right. So there's a, there's like seven of them, right? They are uh they're kind of grubby, scrawny looking things about three fall uh, three to four feet tall. They all have like um like really uh, sallow drooping skin, right? Um and these moon-like eyes with like large sharp uh uh ears. Um uh and they have these huge packs on their back and they're all sort of hunched over, right? Um, and they appear to be all along the walls collecting this moss. Now, as they kind of look over and they've got these bright eyes, right, within, within this sallow skin, uh, you see uh, one actually, apparently like just as a, like an instinctive reaction to fear, actually transforms immediately. Like all of his gear like immediately transforms and he drops down onto the ground and takes the form of a long, five-foot-long gray worm. And at the end of that worm, you can see you can see his face is at the end of it, yeah. right? And it like slithers away and like into like a crevice, basically. The other ones are like, "Whoa!" Um, and you see that each of them, strangely enough, have their noses are actually like taps, like uh, like uh, like water taps, right? And you see that from each of them, something different, basically inadvertently out of fear. Like juts out, like like uh, like spurts out of their nose, like <laughs> like that, <laughs> and like and like oh, um, you see one of them actually has um, uh, uh, long fingers that he's using to collect to collect the moss, um, and it kind of goes flying as he like uh, as he uh, leaps up in surprise, and something um, dark and reddish sort of like spurts out from his nose, and then his fingers uncurl, and they're like telescopic in length, they're like. They just keep unfolding joints until they're like three foot long uh, uh, fingers, and he quickly clasps them up again. And he's like, "Ah, we're, we're expecting any visitors." Uh, fear, fear not, uh, fear not. We're uh, we're but explorers. No, 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 uh, no worries here. No worries. We come in peace. Oh, it is good. We are just merely peddlers, just collecting things for the moss dwarves. Mm, they treasure this so much. Mm, this uh, pervescent moss, they use it to brew. Brew delightful, delightful teas. Oh, we're, f we're friends of some moss dwarves ourselves. Is that right? Well, they are rather common. But you can't get this stuff anywhere but here. Mm -hmm. Mm. Well, you, you seem to be doing a, f a fine job. What, what's the uh, the voice that uh, that we just heard? Well, it's something it used to be claimed by some cult from back in the day. Apparently, we don't know anything about it. Don't really care. We're here for the natural goods. Don't you understand? I don't know. They've enchanted the crystals. Quite annoying, though. Every time you step into the room, faces lord this and faces lord that. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> And, and so you come down here all the time to collect this, uh, this yeah, moss. We give it time to regrow. But only we know about it. We'd appreciate it if you keep the secret. The moss dwarves keep a... Fetch a give us a, 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 a lovely price for it. Mom's the word. Perhaps introductions are in order. Oh. Well, we... I'll go first. I'm Argus. <laughs> Pleased to meet you. It is a pleasure. Uh... They, I don't have names for them, but oh, they, okay. they, they introduce themselves as, uh, they're, they are a particular race of fae known as, uh, Scrabies. 
as introductions they actually um they they appear to what they do is like they introduce themselves is they they put a finger aside their nose and they look at you quizzically yes hmm yeah. mm-hmm. so, the, um... the last one who does this also has to <laughs> um, blow my nose ah very good and the uh so he uh he basically like uh he, he pulls out like from his pack like a little cup and he's like <laughs> and he <laughs> he snots a whole bunch of um of liquid into it and he he gives you the cup and he looks at you expectantly like, <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna drink it i'm okay. gonna take a big whiff of the odor the bouquet i'm gonna hold it up to the light and i'm gonna do it like a shot okay so uh, this is just from one of them, right? So um, he's delighted that someone else wants one as well, and he like, blows another one for Alfred. But Ar- Alfred and Argus, as you drink it, it looks like what appears to be like a like a dark red wine. Um, and then you drink it, and it's actually like not particularly good. Like it's a cheap red wine, but it tastes just like red wine. It's like communion wine. Oh, like, man, okay. It's like it's not good, and it just it came from something's <laughs> nose, and you're like, Ugh. but the other ones are like delighted. And they're like, hmm, hmm. Why not? <laughs> All right, I'm in for a pound. I'm good. Uh, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and blow some snot into a into his cup and give it back. To him. Eh, eh. They're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, but I'm sorry, I don't know your customs. Uh, you get uh, some of them actually have one where it's like, um, like uh, tastes like ginger beer, and one actually has one that uh, is like tastes like iced tea. Actually, oh. <laughs> ginger beer, how refreshing! That's wonderful. Uh, yes, so they are, um, they are uh, collecting that now. Uh, in the room, yeah, so they're harvesting this perplescent moss. The um, the moss itself is like coating the walls, and it's lustrous and thick, and it's like like one inch thick moss, right? Um, it has a violet glow, um, and it actually has movement. It actually crawls a little bit, it like sways like seaweed, right? Uh. And when you get cl- and they they kind of show you, they're like, look. Look at how beautiful it is, and they show you um, like this carefully harvested stuff. This, um, and uh, you can see that on the tips of the fronds of this moss, right, are actually little hands, like tiny little waving hands, like very very tiny. Um, and and he's how like, far fractally does this go? Does each little hand have little hands on it? Each little hand has more than eh, hands not on like it? not that bad. Not 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 as much as you can tell, but it's similar in the way that the 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 breathing moss was um very very tiny little spheres that you could barely detect. This is the same thing as like little hands. And he's like, "Watch." And he pulls he pulls Halifax's finger towards the, if you'll let him Halifax. Yeah, I, um, Halifax farts. And he, <laughs> he uh, with his long hand, he grasps your hand very gently, and he's like, puts your finger into the tip of the moss, and all those tiny little hands, they sort of grab onto the tip of your finger and just lightly kind of hold on to your to the tip of your finger. Oh, it's like a wee, it's like a wee little baby. And he's like, delightful, so are they not? Is it not delightful? Um, can, can you eat it? Uh, you can, but I wouldn't. 
Oh, he says. <laughs> <laughs> eventually, they, they more people than you know in Doma would have eventually eaten the perplescent moss once the moss dwarves have hold of it. But eating it raw mm, wouldn't recommend it. Okay, <laughs> thanks for the advice. Now, hey, Ginger. You uh, there is other stuff in this room, however, more than just these strange uh, scraby oh. things. Um, uh, most noticeably is. Well, actually, only, um, I was going to say that there was the metal grill, but the, actually the metal grill is still there, um, but it has not been blocked up on this side. Um, but the, the the insects are still squirming from this end, so it's basically in the, in the northwestern part of the chamber. Now, on the eastern end of this chamber, though, is something very strange, because it doesn't fit in with everything else you've seen, which is that there is a... Um, uh, there is a fallen door that lies before a, an archway that leads east, okay? Now, what's strange about it is the fact that, one, there's the this is the very first door you've ever seen, and the archway itself is actually carved, right? So this is the first human or sentient being made thing. Um, the, the door is of uh, heavy, heavy stone. It is dark gray, and it is pockmarked all over it, all right? Um, the archway itself is of imposing stone itself, eight feet tall. Um, it obviously looks like the door fit in that jam. Um, and the archway has decorative carvings on it. And those carvings are of people writhing in agony. Some are naked. Um, some have dissolving flesh. And others are skeletal. All carved in a... Uh, Disturbingly lifelike uh, fashion with a, with exquisite skill. Okay, well, that definitely sounds like a doorway we want to go through. Yeah, immediately. Yeah. So I think that's a good place for you guys to sort of determine what what you'd like to do, um, and uh, we can wrap it up there for the nonce. Can I ask Ginger Ginger Beer Snot if he's seen a human wizard wandering around the tunnels? Uh, or, we can we can, but why don't we pick that up as a conversation for next time? Yeah, sorry, <laughs> it's late. Uh, it is late. All right, guys, it was a great session as always. So thanks very Thank much. Thank you, Sean. Um, awesome. So uh, everyone out there, you know the deal. Um, you can listen to us on all your favorite podcasting platforms as well as here on YouTube. And don't forget to like and subscribe as normal. Um, and we will see you guys next time. So thanks for tuning in, and have a great week. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye.